0: Of movies on the rocks, it is us, your three amigos, your uh, team, X Men, <laughs> the team, team. anyways, <laughs> your, your team X Men team group, exactly group. group, group, group. group. <laughs> 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 we're not, we're not even going to talk about A team. We're more of a, time. we're more like, we're more like your C
1: team here. Oh my
2: god, Steam we need to core. start this oh, over. Right. please.
1: <laughs> no. Wait, not even, not even B team. <laughs> Not even the B team. Although you know what? You know what? Guardians of the Galaxy was like Marvel's <laughs> Z team. And look at those guys. Exactly. Like, everybody loves them. Exactly. So. Exactly. Thank you, James
0: Gunn. Anyways, as I was saying, today's movies on the rocks. Um, as always, we are we are your trusty compadres. Um, me, my name is Bewel. Also with me is Goody. Hello, hello, hello. And of course, our friend Derek. Howdy, everybody. <laughs> Hi
1: there. Hi there. Oh, well, hello there.
0: <laughs> hello, hello. Anyways, um and today we are going to be discussing as brought up in the last episode, we're going to be discussing the uh early 2010s um indie darling as they call them, uh the movie Safety Not Guaranteed, uh written under uh written uh, by Derek Colony and directed by Colin Trevorrow. Uh but before we go into that, uh, we want to go ahead and let you know that us, the Motor Boys... Before we go into the movie, we want to go ahead and just give you a quick... Uh, dis-
2: uh, Disclaimer is the word you're the looking for in there.
0: Disclaimer, there you go, the word. Disclaimer. Goody, if you don't mind, please go forward. Of course I don't you're mind. you're already
1: pretty high. All right. No, you mean... Um, <laughs> Drinking. Drinking. Sauce. Spicy. 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 No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway so uh here we go um so as you know this this podcast is called moving the rocks and if you know anything about our show it's that we like to discuss movies while uh enjoying a little bit of the libations a little bit of the spicy sauce getting saucy on and sauces with sauce Spice. i like that it's like
2: we're chick-fil-a right
1: now. <laughs> so many sauces yeah so many so so much sauce so much sauce the, the, sauce. the, the, the sauce point is sauce. If that's something that you're into doing, if you want to have a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of libations with us, then please, we encourage you, we invite you to join us in this journey into discussing a movie uh, whilst uh, drinking. But as always, we ask that you do so, uh, please do so in accordance with the laws, rules and regulations of your respective territories. So if you're old enough to drink where you are right now, then please join us in these uh, this journey. But if you're not, uh, please hold off until that you're able to. And then hopefully uh, maybe 10,000 years down the line, uh when someone in uh earth colony uh new 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 york uh hears
2: <laughs> it and be like
1: this is awesome I'll join them having my uh I don't know romulan ale or whatever it is.
2: we going to be drinking that far in the future? man. I guess so, Star Trek did it. The, so, the Vulcan have, spiced ale. I swear to we
1: have been drinking alcohol uh for since like the beginning of civilization. I don't think we're going to ever stop drinking alcohol. Like That's we we We've made alcohol for like the last 10 or 20,000 years. Like, we've had alcohol. Didn't like, so, didn't yeah. like Adam and Eve,
0: yeah. Didn't like Adam and Eve, drink like fermented <laughs> goat piss or something? I bet, I don't even know what you have
1: even talking about.
0: <laughs> but, <we're> talking about
1: <laughs> we're actually talking fermented about, goat piss. Yeah. Or, or, or how about we talk about actual civilizations that we have historical records <laughs> for? An we know the Sumerians the drank out, Su, Sumerians, Sumerian civilization, they drank alcohol pretty sure they had a beer, actually. So, um, yeah, did. And Adam Doth exactly.
2: said, pour me another.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pour me another, wench. Oh, God.
2: Okay. <laughs> anyway, please join us if you want there to drink, goes, as long as it it's legal. Our, if it's not legal. There goes our
0: religious right audience. There goes our religious right audience. So
2: Look, you're welcome <laughs> to come back. Please come back.
0: <laughs> yes. Hang out with us. And, we can talk uh, with and as always, I was, I was joking. Guri does not... Drink take drugs
2: at all, and that's and that's
0: ever. ever.
1: But also back to the other part of our disclaimer: if anything that we say uh, offends anyone, keep in mind that we are obviously moving on the rocks. We're getting a little sauce. And we get a little bit more loose with our speech, uh, and of course, everything that we are saying is being said in good fun. And so, if anyone is offended by what mm-hmm. we're saying, but it's never our intention. Thank you, Bevel, for mm-hmm and va- validating everything I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, stop that though. <laughs> Nothing we say. We're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. So if we do. We apologize. Just enjoy the show. Enjoy our time. Enjoy our time all together, fellowshipping with one another. And there we are.
0: Wow, I feel like Frodo. We're fellowshipping.
1: Well, I mean, they (laughs) didn't save the world, so
2: like you know, it's fine.
1: It's everyone. Everyone knocks the
2: documented. Also, a very documented civilization. You know,
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) it's
2: called Middle Earth because it's. I don't want to get into it. You know what? I don't want to get into it.
3: All right,
0: that's another show. That's another show. Okay. Well, when we get, if we get to our seasons where we do sequels, let's just go with that. All right. So, um, before further, ado, before, uh, before we move on to the news portion of our episode, <laughs> before we go to the news portion of episode, let's go ahead and talk about what we are inviting on today's episode. Goody, please go ahead. Take it away first.
1: Well, uh, right now, I'm actually drinking the last bit of my Elijah Craig bourbon and, um, uh, The idea is that it's to kill it um, tonight, and this is the last bit, so it should be done, and so we'll see if I change things up uh, after the intermission slash bio break.
2: Mmm. I like that. I like the sound of that.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And uh, Derek, what are you drinking tonight, buddy?
2: Well, I ventured out of the house in the last week, um, so I actually got something other than Corona. I... Apparently, last time when I bought Corona, I must have bought like a sixty pack because there's still a mini fridge full of it. Um, I have tonight Sapporo Light. Um, very like, oh, look, it was actually brewed and bottled in Ontario, Canada, so it's not the authentic thing, I guess, but it tastes great. I enjoy it.
0: That's good. Hey, man, whatever you, whatever, whatever, whatever tickles your pickle, as they say.
1: Well, I feel like when they, when they do that in those places, like, isn't it one of those deals where they, um, I mean, they follow a formula and everything. So if shouldn't it taste basically the same,
2: no. I mean,
1: I don't know how much of it is like, uh, a, a mental it's thing. It's if, someone goes there, like, if you do a blind taste test, will you actually taste the difference? Because I remember someone once said to me, Oh, Oh, the best Guinness in the world was the Guinness I had in Ireland direct from like the Guinness plant. And then actually, an article that said, "No, the Guinness that we get in the U.S. is the exact same Guinness that they have in Ireland." Now, that's of course brewed and bottled over there and then sent over here, but like there actually is no difference. It's more of a mental thing.
2: Well, um, but
1: since that's brewed and bottled in Ontario, maybe it's different. I don't know.
2: The the one thing you can't control, and this is the whole thing behind almost everything in New York. They talk about the bagels, right? The bagels are different. It's the water. The
0: bagels and pizzas. It's the water. Yeah, the pizzas
2: can't control where you get your water from at least not easily right that's that's part of the whole distribution thing right if they could bottle it in in my case Japan and ship it all the way over here it probably would be a lot more expensive right so anyway I, i'm i'm happy with it it tastes good it, i i don't have the taste buds to tell the difference so i'm sure somebody can but it's fine for me
0: i mean most most of the time those companies they sign like NDAs where they get like the special formula and what they have to do with it. And who's to say they don't, you know, whatever they make in Japan, they can have it, they have it there shipped to them. Who knows? You know, because I know there's certain, you know, certain pizza places across the country that consider themselves to be New York style pizza places. Some of them get like shipped like New York water to their, to their locations. Yeah. So, I mean, they use I've it to that. create the, the dough. So, you know, who's to say that they, uh, they don't do that for the for the brewing and company in a, in Ontario. So you never know.
1: All right. well, that's, that's, and the other thing is that like, and, and honestly, when it comes to that kind of food stuff, the only really way you can do it in any kind of, I think legitimate way. I think it has to be one of those blind taste tests. And if you don't do that, then you really know. Then the, the whole like mental part of it factors into it. Yeah. Like what happened with Guinness and all that. I agree.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, but for today, I am drinking out of Goody's abnormally large bottle of Bullet Bourbon with um a, with a little bit of Coke Zero. That's what I'm drinking tonight. So
3: hmm. that's what I, I
0: will be imbibing. How much of that bottle
1: is left? Because like that's been there since about, Thanksgiving.
0: About a good. I only drink whenever I have these calls. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm recording really. So. So I mean most of the time it's they're sitting there. So it's there's a good probably like at least half of that bottle left. So don't worry, Sounds it's good. there for the next time you guys come. So anyways, um <laughs> but it's aged lovely. Anyways, but uh, uh since we've already got over
2: whenever we finally in two years do our first live episode in person all together in one place, yes. we'll still be drinking that maybe, same beer bottle.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's a strong possibility. But, uh, but in any case, so, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, as always, Goody, let's go take it to the news desk.
1: News, news, news of the day! News of the day! News today, on the 20th of January, in the year of our Lord. Twenty hundred and twenty one. I know. Dayline. <laughs> <laughs> right. line.
2: Okay, someday right. we're going to anyway. get
1: there. All right, so um, I have actually a big story. I do want to kind of talk about a little bit, but I have a couple one shot ideas. And if you guys want to jump in, and want to discuss a little further than you can, of course. Uh, but one shot idea, one of them I've got. Is the uh, now it's a lot of rumors going on about uh, especially Disney Plus and Disney shows and Star Wars and all that stuff going around? Um, One of them that I've seen uh, lately circling the interwebs uh, is the idea for what their plans are for Asoka Tano, the Sokotano character uh, played by Rosario Dawson live action. Uh, Now, Sokotano, of course, beloved character, beloved Jedi, then former Jedi, 11th quarter. Yes, amazing character, amazing actress playing her. Um, and, uh, you know, darling of the Clone Wars, darling of... A, a big reveal, big character in Rebels when you see her show up as, as Fulcrum. And that was pretty cool. And then when Rosario Dawson played her in Mandalorian, that was awesome. Oh, great. Uh, the idea is she was, you know, the idea is that we've talked about this before, she's going to get her own series, uh, the Tano series. But apparently... The idea for this is to actually go further than that. Um, Apparently, going by what Disney has seen has been the huge fan-positive reaction towards it, uh, it looks like that uh, it's not just one season, but they've already offered her three seasons of her own show. Um, And on top of that, her own solo movie. Okay, now, these were from two different sources I saw this. Uh, apparently, the concept is her series, at least one of the seasons, maybe the first season, will be about her tracking down Admiral Thrawn. I don't know how you, I don't know how you could stretch that out over three seasons, frankly, because like 30 episodes. I'm going about 10-episode arc per season. 30 episodes to find this one guy. You're clearly not being efficient in what you're doing. Like, I mean, obviously not. It's not like he's like a nobody. He's got blue skin, red eyes. I mean, he's a grand admiral of the, of the uh, old empire. Like, come on. Like, clearly... He's, he, he should be easy to find or easier to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea was that the seasons, the series would set up her search. And then the movie will be the actual confrontation that leads up to her. Uh, well, now that he's found him, this movie is going to be about tying up that story. Uh, what to do with that. Now, the thing is this, though, that works out for the first season, um, I think but a movie and then a movie after that one, but then two more seasons after that about what exactly? I have no idea. I mean, I'm not a writer. That's their job to figure that out. But at the same time, I'm like, where would, where do you go? Once you've done that, maybe, maybe another season based on like, she finds out what happened to Ezra Bridger. And yeah. then maybe the
2: second season could be her search for Ezra Bridger.
1: But I then the third season,
2: I don't know. I wonder if I mean, this I mean, is like, uh, go ahead. I wonder, I wonder if this is like, because um, this sounds very familiar to me, and I, I don't know if anime was the first industry to do this, but that's really common in anime. I mean, I, off the top of my head, I can name at least two anime series that, okay, for example, No Game, No Life, an incredible anime, incredible artwork, but it got cut short. It was only like 10 or 12 episodes, and it didn't finish the story. How did they finish the story? They released a full-length film. So they, they finished the story. They got everybody to go into the theaters and they got basically double dipping to get everybody to watch both. And then they did the same thing what last year with uh, Kimitsu no Yaiba, the, the Demon Slayer movie, right? We talked about how the, that movie has like been the biggest grossing animated movie or anime movie ever. Well, they didn't get to put all that in the first 26 episodes of the first season. They made it into a full-length film. It sounds like it's like a really... Um, intuitive. I feel like most of the time, the people who are like, um, into you know either Star Wars or Star Trek or you know any of the kind of kind of comic series type stuff, it's not a far trek to go into like what anime has done, right? They're they're very much so like siblings, right? And so if one demographic was all about yeah, give me a season and then finish it with a movie, then why wouldn't they be able to do that over here, right, with Star Wars? You know,
0: so so here's here's my thoughts on that. My thought is this: I know that they've announced that for Mandalorian. I heard, I saw a rumor. and then not announced I saw a rumor that Mandalorian is actually going to be a five season show. Like they have it set for five seasons. They have a plan that's going to go over five seasons for the show. Now, granted, some seasons there may be a year, maybe even two years in between, depending on what's going on in the storyline. But, but like it's going to be the Mandalorian show is going to be take place over five seasons. Now, as far as Ahsoka is concerned, though, within those rumors, Woody, I've also, we've also heard rumors of the possibility that, you know, Disney wants to, like, reboot, kind of, those
1: last three movies. We've heard that. And yeah, that was, a uh, remember the rumor was uh, Doomcock, if you remember, he was the one that, we what? talked about yeah. that way back when, I think over the summer, last way summer, we talked when, yeah, about yeah, 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 exactly. I so then I you, read Rooster. another yeah.
0: Yeah, I read another rumor from that um, that uh, that that online you know service, uh, the online um, news, you know, pop culture news magazine called Giant Freaking Robot. Um, they uh, they have they've gotten rumors from different sources saying that they are interested in rebooting it, and the way they're going to reboot it is through the Ahsoka Tana TV show, and they're going to reboot it because they're going to say that it's through that. Whole thing that happened in Rebels, that Veil of the Force thing. So that rumor is starting to gain more and more traction because we talked about it last summer. But it's starting to gain more and more traction now that we've gone through the Ahsoka TV show. That, you know, there's a possibility that through the Ahsoka TV show, they're going to reboot the Star Wars movies as far as those last three. And those last three will just be out there. They're not, they're going to be canon to a certain degree, though, but they'll turn them into legends. You know they're gonna be their own little thing out there, and and uh, and then you have everything that's coming through Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Rages of the Republic, New Republic, uh, Book of Boba Fett, you know, well, Owl, all that
2: stuff. and or Andor.
0: Well, my Andor, Andor is going to take place before New Hope, so that's
2: number mm, one. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But I'm saying, but like the ones that are after Return of the Jedi, which is Mando, Ahsoka, and Book of Boba Fett, and God knows what else pops up after that point. So maybe you never oh, know. No. They could have a Luke Skywalker show with Sebastian Stan.
2: <laughs> my gosh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, no. well, he was <laughs> the, the, the the boss. Logic video, uh, picture of image of him was pretty good. I think.
2: I think I, um, we we might it might be time to step away from Skywalker. <laughs> I, I honestly I don't know if rebooting those
1: three movies are the answer. I feel like you know fill the gap in between, if you will. But okay, yes and no. I want to kind of move on from it. We should move on from it at the same time. But then again, they're the latest point in the universe that we've gotten this thus far. So maybe you can't because then if you don't move on from those, if you don't like reboot them, quote unquote. Then everything you make in this post-Return of the Jedi, um, pre-Force Awakens Awakens time frame can't contradict what's going on there. So we have to deal with the fact and be okay with the fact that maybe Kylo Ren put a lightsaber through Grogu's face. All right? (laughs) Uh, And you have to be okay with that, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Or, you know, Ezra Bridger died badly, or Ahsoka Tano died badly, because she was one of the voices that spoke to uh, Rey when she did her big, like, power-up move against the Emperor. One of the voices that spoke to her was Asokotano. Tano, and along with uh, Kanan, along with um, Obi-Wan, both Alec Guinness, and also... Um, Yuma well, Gregory. We still don't wow. know, still know, like, know like, all what happens to her. Even, even ever Hayden Christensen, to- right? No, we don't. And we don't know what happened after that and all that. But like what we do know is that at some point in those 30 some odd years, she dies because that's her force ghost communicating to her. Like that's, they kind of made it seem like those are all dead Jedi communicating to her. Yeah. So Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano's dead at that point. How she goes out, nobody knows. They've never covered it. Maybe they, I mean, obviously they haven't because we're talking, we're showing her now, but I don't know if it's a good idea to, because at the same time, if I'm one of those actors, oh, okay. If I'm one of those actors, obviously I'm not a big fan like me and the weeds. So maybe I wouldn't care. But if I was, I'd be like, wow, so my character's whole story arc and life is fake. It didn't happen because it's a it's legends or it's an alternate universe, but not the actual real universe because the real universe is now being made. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So I mean, I mean, but but granted, those people, you know, they make the big bucks. They got to figure that stuff out if they want to do it or not. Well, and then then, in the end, they got paid. They got paid. They got paid. Exactly. So exactly, and there's thirty years, honestly, between the between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So there's plenty of information to be mined from that. And then you can just, after as soon as you get to the point where you get to Starkiller or the First Order, you just jumpstart, you end the series there and you just jumpstart something new after, after Rise of Skywalker. 20 well, years after Rise of Skywalker. Who knows?
2: I, I will say that after last episode, um, you know, where we, well, we didn't break the news. It was known. But, you know, the whole, uh, what is it called? The, the new Knights of the High Republic? Is that what it's called? Just the High Republic. The High Republic. The concept of a prequel for me is very welcome because they can't go too crazy with it, right? They've still got to land at where we know episode one starts, you know? At some point. You know, they they can't they can't say, well, you know, suddenly Jedi can fly and they're, you know, they pass through matter and you can't hurt them or whatever, right? They can't just stretch it so far. And so they can't go too crazy with it. And that's kind of the part where I was like, as soon as I saw that new series that's a prequel, I was like, oh yeah, I'm all on. Let's do it. Why not? You know?
0: I mean, I think also, I mean, you could do something after Rise of Skywalker, because that was a rise of what the what the Grey Jedi, I guess we could call her Goody? Or I mean was she a Grey Jedi? I don't know what you would call her, you just call her a Jedi.
3: Ray.
1: I mean, I don't know. I guess I, well, actually, we don't know. We don't know because... But I, know. I feel like I feel like she is actual Jedi because she's got the texts. She has the yellow lightsabers, which are only Temple Guardian lightsabers. Yeah. Don't know how she made them. Or yellow lightsaber. She made a dual-bladed lightsaber, didn't she? Like, she uh, used her staff. Was it dual-bladed? It's oh. like a long hilt to me, but I don't know. I got I to watch it again. The point is, yellow blade, Temple Guardians. I think she's actual actual Jedi. I don't think she's gray Jedi, but that's one of those things where we could look at that. I mean, they could bring up well, it up. because And you could and you could do
0: something in a series that could be anywhere between 30, 40, 50 years in the future and not have Rey and you kind of see where the Jedi have gone and then take a story from there on. You know what I mean? Like, like, you still have everything in the background, but you can bring something new to the story. So it really just depends. I mean, Disney, if you're listening to this, just call us. We got everything figured
2: out. Well, look, look, Kevin, uh, uh, not, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Not Feige, the other one, the one that I love.
0: Well, no, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> what's her name? The one that's running the, the Star Wars.
2: No, no, the, who's, who's the one that- John Feigeo's uh, just watching. Filoni? Filoni, yes. Just give it all to Filoni. Let Filoni do whatever he wants with it. I'll let you, I'll let it slide. It's good. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. That guy is like, he's one of us. And so, yes, I believe in
1: him. I Bonnet. mean, he's,
0: he. I mean, Bonnet. if you've ever seen, if he, he, you're an Uberdude if you walking around with if you walk around with a big ass hat. I mean, you are yep. definitely an Uberdude.
1: The fact that he's wearing a Star Wars shirt while he's talking about Star Wars people in those like behind the scenes things. Yes. When you wear the shirt of the band to the band's concert, sweet merciful crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you have, and he has that hat. He what got is that, that hat?
1: Dave, like Filoni? Is it? Dave Filoni, right? Dave? Dave Filoni? Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni, big Dave. I love you, Dave. Please be a guest.
0: <laughs> and that, it's, it's like Dave from Wendy's. He's the bomb, dude. He's the bomb.
1: Mm, I don't he's even understand the no connection at Dave all.
0: Because he's a Dave. Because he's a Dave. And he's amazing. Only Daves are amazing, dude. It's just a weird thing. They got something going on. Anyways, alright, so since so we've already beat that as a dead horse. A dead horse. Well, that was supposed to
1: have one, one shot, but uh, anyway... <laughs>
0: That, that uh, game was a good 13 minutes of mining.
1: Okay. Anyway. Um, Let's do some right. data mining. Some Bitcoin
0: mining. Let's do some Bitcoin mining.
1: Okay. Making yeah. some money. Making some money. Um, oh, here's a quick little one shot just because it has to do with my own pain, personal pain. Um, so as you may may or may not know, uh, it's been about, oh, well, actually well over two months since they dropped the new consoles. Uh, whether it be Xbox Series X and S and also PS5. Um, I am still on the hunt for it. I still would like one. Not going to get it. PlayStation 5 until probably 2023 uh, at, this, at this rate. Um, but um, one of the things that's been going on is that obviously the problem of um, scalpers, uh, especially in the UK. Apparently, it's been a pretty big deal in the UK. Well, apparently, uh, one scalper has decided to add insult to injury and one such scalper actually tweeted out how, uh, there was a big, uh, you know, product drop of PS5s, uh, in the UK and using a bot snapped up 2000 of them, uh, and cleared out so many stores, uh, and even tweeted out how basically it's like, oh, it's so easy and like just kind of like just rub the faces in everybody that wants to get one on a regular basis. And I mean, it's not illegal, theoretically, and it's up to the stores to, to fight against it. But you know what? It still kind of sucks. It sucks. It really does. It's, ca- it's, it's the, kind the same of the problem.
2: Dickhead move. It's the same problem with. with uh, I mean, okay, this is not necessarily the same. Oh, Derek. As, okay, but, you,
0: start from the beginning because you were breaking out crazy, bro. Start over-
2: Well, the problem that I've come up across is how I can't get any of these new computer parts they're the same issue. The new graphics cards that are out there, the new processors that are out there. I'm trying to like run a server here and I can't even get, I I can't buy it at four times retail. I can't get it at that price. It's ridiculous. All these bots and scalpers is just, I I can't, I can't, I can't. I need to stop, please, please stop.
0: (laughs) That was absolutely horrible because you were breaking up half the time. Once again, it's completely representative of your conversation at this moment, Derek.
1: (laughs) I think we lost Derek. I think we did. I And it's not me this time. (laughs) And it's not you. We'll fix it in post.
0: You're not there, dude. You're not there, dude. All right. Well, either way, um, I mean, there are some Twitter handles that you can follow that actually give you uh, PS5 stock alerts, goodie. I don't want
1: I, I know that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to okay, do that. Well, they, they've
0: been, they've been you know, why, I want to walk in one
1: day. I just want to walk in and go, hey, just hand me one of those. Just give me one of those. And they go, here you Wait. go, sir. And I'm like, do I have to pay for this and they go, yes. I'm like, well, all right, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> keep waiting, goodie. Just keep on waiting. Keep
0: waiting, on baby. 123. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
1: Uh, there you go. It's other, good. In uh, In other news, uh, before I get to my. my the, uh, the big one that I want to talk about. But uh, in other news, uh, we also have, I totally just lost my, where are my notes? Hold on a minute. Son of a crap. Mm, oh, yes. Uh, so, funny thing. So, if you've been following along with us or in real life, pop culture, video games, whatever. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, horrible launch. Really bad. Super glitchy. Really bad. Uh, especially if you're on the last gen, what they call quote unquote last gen consoles, PS4 and Xbox one um, been really rough. Well, one of the things that CDPR uh, promised CD Project Red, the, the makers of it, that they were going to drop a big patch this month in January. Uh, and then next month in February, another big patch to fix a lot of the issues and all that before they start kind of rolling out with new stuff, perhaps all that. Um, well, they dropped the big January patch um, just this week, and uh, it did not go well. Apparently, it did patch some issues, but then created a game-breaking bug. So that no, so that when they dropped it, you patch it because you're like, yay! And then it actually has to do with a a story, a main storyline mission that creates a bug that you will not be able to complete the game unless you actually. And then they they didn't release a workaround for it. Which is cute, but nobody wants a workaround. You want the game to actually work. And that was a problem. So they're going to the CDPR did say, here's a workaround for this problem. So you can actually finish the game and keep playing it. Uh, while we work on a hotfix, which as of right now, today on the 28th of January, uh, they haven't released yet. So all you have can do right now is a workaround for it. And they should be getting out of hot fix within the next few days, apparently. But yeah, it sucks when you try to drop a huge patch which only breaks the game further. Um, like, like what yeah. do
0: you mean by break the game? What does it actually do? Does it literally shut you down?
1: No, well, what it does is basically it creates a bug wherein um, in the main storyline missions, a, a mission giver uh, character that actually gives you that one of the main storyline missions uh, is supposed to, because one of the, the things about that game is that when you do certain things for characters, eventually they start calling you on your cell phone or on whatever, to reach you, say, "Hey, I got this job here for you." Hey, I got this job. Hey, all this jobs, whatever. I got this gig here for you, and you it's just on a side quest. But if you're just running, roaming around the city, driving around, also main storyline missions will be given to you that way. Well, they'll call you and say, "Hey, I've got this for you." Show up to this point, all that. Well, the problem is that if you play the game with the new, with the, the new patched version, the guy won't call you, or the like. It, it'll, it, or you have to do a certain thing to have him call you. His name is Takamura and have him call you so that uh, the actual storyline mission is triggered and happens. But if you don't do that particular workaround that they have right now, you will never get that call, and you can never progress the storyline.
0: So you're just aimlessly driving around and shit like that.
1: Yeah, you're doing little random side missions and all that, but eventually, unless it's, except for the side missions that are always you know randomly generated, um, yeah, you won't be able to figure out what happens with the rest of the story because that guy hasn't called you. You have to do... X, you know, X certain certain steps for it to happen, and some people, and part of it, and part of actually involves um, reloading an earlier save for it to work. It's 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 really, it's really bad. So,
0: other than that last piece where you're talking about reloading earlier save, yeah, that would frustrate me. But I think you guys would be okay because you guys are love your side missions. I'm I would probably like shoot myself in the head. If I had to not be able to be able to go through the main mission.
1: Well, and that's fine. But I also want to eventually get to and get through the storyline. But if I literally cannot, because the patch that was supposed to fix uh, random penises hanging out of the, 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 pants, which they have that problem with their graphics. What? That's one of the big, that's one of the bugs they have here. Um,
0: that, that's an awesome bug.
1: But they're supposed to fix all these horrible bugs and fix certain AIs with certain characters and the police of the game and all that. And the fact that it's like it's a big patch, it's going to fix all these problems and then create a game breaking problem. No, negative. That's why. That's why I refuse to buy that game, which I've been waiting for. I I love that genre. I've been wait. I love that company. I'm not going to buy that game till A. I have a PS5 and B they have the PS5 version of the game. Not a PS4 upscale, but the actual PS5 version of the game. But they're probably not going to release that until uh, sometime. Actually, they said it in the second half of 2021. Maybe never, because they seem to be creating as many problems as they solve. I don't know. For lack of a
0: better phrase, that whole situation is nuts. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, it's super on the news, as they say. Anyways, all right, all right. okay. All Last right. story. I mean, yeah. I hold, did, on, did, hold, yeah. on, hold on, well, first off, let's, let's Make sure Derek is Derek is running okay. Derek, are you there? Because you've been really quiet. Did I'm pretty break? doubtful. Okay, yeah, you're you're not doing
1: that hot. Yeah, you're lagging pretty bad, bro. All I'm right, so, I'm sort you're, of can, prison right now.
0: For real, okay, we're recording, but I can stop there. I can fix it in post. Derek, do you want to jump out out of Z- uh, Zencaster or whatever and jump back in? Good talk. Nice work. That's not the issue. Okay, all right, all right. We'll we'll fix that in post. Okay, I'll re- I'll remove all this this whole
1: conversation, anyways. All right, Goody, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Well, the last thing is a big thing. And of course, I, I worry because this story seems a little too current, but when this releases, but we'll see how things have developed in the, in the time since this was uh, recorded. But of course, the story is about GameStop and GameStop socks, GameStop stock surge that has happened in this week. And I'm talking just this week. Like we're talking, if you bought GameStop, GameStop stock. Wow. That's hard. <laughs> On that's, Monday, that's and let's, say, let's say, actually not even on Monday, two weeks ago, I bought GameStop stock. I, I I decided to buy 3,000 shares because it was dirt cheap and they're on the way out and all that. I bought 3,000 shares so I'm like, whatever, I love, I love the company, I believe in the company and they help them out. In the last couple of days, just this week, their stock value, as of Wednesday, has surged 350%. And it keeps going up as of right now, as of recording. Now,
0: that's the not, case. yeah. I, I, last time I saw it was at 200%. Is that
1: 350 now? Well, as of Wednesday, it jumped from 50%, it has been gone up 30 to 50%. Now, this is a big deal because, and I don't want to you know, make it seem like it's doom and gloom. Not even doom and gloom, but like a much larger deal than it is. But this has ramifications, I think, that could impact not just the video game industry, but also economics as a whole, especially the way it's done in this country, the United States. Regarding uh, the stock market, so
0: if no, you don't know what's yeah, going on, I mean, here's a, it, go ahead. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just. Oh,
3: so I'm
0: if you
1: don't know it. what's going on, here is a short of it. <laughs> anyway, here's the problem. So, GameStop, as financial you know, joke, a little financial joke. Uh, so here's the, here's the thing. GameStop, if you don't know, GameStop is um is a company that obviously a big deal and they're really big in the U.S. They have like, over five thousand locations. Uh selling video games and um you know and also give it a game related paraphernalia, but also pop culture paraphernalia, Funko Pops, all these different things. They're trying to branch out into different areas. Think Geek is also one of their properties. And so they try to like, you know, all kinds of geek type stuff. Um, quote unquote. Well, uh here's the thing. So GameStop uh has been the last few years been on the on the outs and it hasn't been going well for them, particularly because their whole business model is of course selling physical copies of games as well as part of that kind of like trade-in uh second market i don't know what you call it secondhand market um marketplace that they have here right where i buy a game from them new i play it i'm done i trade it in for credit or for cash and then i use that money to buy something else or what have you okay i'm planning on doing that with my ps4 eventually you know 2023 yeah, me, the too. me too me too well The idea is this. The problem is, of course, things are going more and more digital. Now, some people talk. And so because of the fact that the actually it's been proven in more than one statistic that the majority of people buy their video games today digitally, they buy them direct from the company, whether it be Epic Games, whether it be Xbox, whether it be PlayStation Store, whatever, what have you, they buy them digitally. Okay. They're not buying physical copies anymore. And so... Uh, that obviously hurts GameStop's bottom line because their whole thing is bo- is selling physical copies of games. The thing is this. Uh, that's been happening for a few years now. And as a result, GameStop stock, because they're a publicly traded company, has been going down and down and down and down and down, and down. Um, So what happens? Well, what's been happening apparently is the big stock market, big wigs, and anyone that knows about the stock market, what they've been doing is they've been doing short selling, right? It's called short selling wherein most of the time, whenever you buy, whenever you have to do the stock market, most people, what they do is they buy shares in a company and that helps the company out and all of that because you believe in the company you want it to go up or you expect the, the, the price of that share to go up. What short selling does is you're basically betting against the company. All right. You're betting that you are, you're actually what you're doing. You're not actually buying stock. You are borrowing stock from the company shares and you're selling them to people at X price on the hopes, and you'll get that money from them, on the hopes that the price will continue to go down. And then when that company says, hey, you borrowed the stock from us, we need that stock back, pay us for the stock you borrowed. But the what you pay for the company, what you pay to the company is not what you initially borrowed it f- at the price that you borrowed it at, but the price as it is at that moment. So for example, I buy shares uh, I, I see Bebel's Bebel uh, Inc., right? His shares are at $10 a share or $12, let's say $12 a share, right? And I say, I borrow 1,000 shares from, not buy, I borrow 1,000 shares. And I sell those shares to other people at $12 a share, making X amount of money. And then down the line, Bebel's stock share price has gone down to $3 a share. Well, I pay Bebel back at t- his 1,000 shares at the $3 price, not at the $12 price that I initially borrowed him at. Therefore, I have made a profit. I have made money. I assumed his price would go down. I thought it would go down to a gamble. I did it. I am betting against him. Okay? And that's, a, that's how it's done. That's, that's how short-selling is done, all right? More or less, in a nutshell. Well, what's happened? Well, GameStop, down, down, going down, down, down in price, going down in price because... The market is changing. Life is changing. People are buying digitally. People are not buying physical and they're, they're hurting. All right. And so all these people, hedge funds are short selling GameStop stock. Okay. All this stuff. You're going to say something? What's up?
0: Yeah. Not just, not just GameStop now. Now we, it's just, it's, it's, it's not just GameStop. The same thing is going on with AMC stock. and
1: also Blackberry. Actually, BlackBerry is another one. Pretty much, are you serious? If, I didn't know about BlackBerry. Yeah, pretty much. If there's a technology that you think is going to be dying out pretty soon, you short sell it and try to make a buck off of them. Okay, that's what it's, That's how it seems anyway. So they're short selling all these things, right? Short selling GameStop, GameStop, short selling. Then what happens? Well, now we go to Reddit, and what has happened in Reddit is that this group, a Reddit group called Wall Street Bets, they've been around for years. They've been around for years giving stock tips, people talking about a form in the form, right? Talking about different stock tips, all that stuff, sharing information. They have an entire meme culture set up, all right. Which if you're not part of Wall Street bets, you're not going to get it, all that stuff, right? They have a whole – they've been on forever. Basically, what's apparently happened is that they've been – it's almost like they've become the populist Wall Street group. Because what have they said, essentially what they've done is they've spearheaded an effort. And it's like, you know what? These hedge funds guys – Screw those guys. And they've been encouraging all the members, which are thousands upon thousands of people, to just start buying up all this GameStop's stock, buying it up, and has been creating a huge surge on GameStop stock. Because GameStop's prices have gone up and 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 up. Now, if you're one of those guys, I just read a story right now, actually. If you're one of those people that bought GameStop stock a little while ago, you're making money. Like some of those people in that group were just, and, and here's the thing: Wall Street bets, a lot of it's just regular. Retail day trader type people, like you or me, normal people, right? That have now become millionaires because they bought a ton of GameStop stock when it was really low and the, the prices skyrocketed and they're starting to sell. This one fifth grader, I just read a story. It's one fifth grader in Texas who got, who loves GameStop because he loves video games. His mom bought him stock in it, in GameStop. He just sold his stock and this fifth grader just made like just over $3,000 on his stock just for him. Why? Because the price went up, right? So what's happened? These Wall Street bets guys, people have been, the, the price of GameStop is going up and up and up, super high, right? It has been, the reason why I mentioned it so it's so important because what is to hedge funds as of today, as of today, it has wiped out $6 billion in hedge fund money because now what ends up happening is that when the price goes up and you have to pay back GameStop for the stock that you borrowed from them, you have to pay them at the much higher price. They are losing money. Hedge funds, which are usually the big, the big movers and shakers in the Wall Street world, have now lost a ton of money on this. And the quote-unquote little guy has now been making a ton of money, and they're doing it on purpose. And it looks like they're doing it to AMC, and they've also moved it on to BlackBerry as well. It's gotten such a big deal because now it's, now it's actually reaching into other areas. The federal government has gotten involved. The Treasury Secretary is watching it closely now. Nothing has been going on is technically illegal, as of right now. The way it looks, it's not illegal to do this, um, but it's still it's one of those things. Well, it's 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 it depends on how you characterize it. Uh, oh, one of the controversies of it actually is that Robinhood investment app, uh, which has been generally been like. Characterizing themselves as like the average investor can go to them and yeah. make money and all that. What has Robinhood done? They have stopped all buying of GameStop shares. They have actually taken GameStop off of uh, what you can what you can buy, basically effectively cutting them off. So if you're part of Robinhood, a user, you cannot buy GameStop stock as of today on January 28th. Which people say is not, really just, sh- not just GameStop stock. They've they've
0: shut down GameStop. MC because I'm looking at um at uh, the Twitter feed now. If every if anybody wants to find out about Wall Street bets, you need to. There's a whole lot of bots. There's a whole lot of fake accounts. The Wall Street bets mod bot that you want to make sure you go to. So that's attached to those guys is at wsb mod one word at wsb mod. That's the Wall Street bets Reddit guys. All right, so real guys. So the idea is that they stopped, they stopped GameStop, they stopped AMC, they stopped BlackBerry, and I don't know what NOK is, but I'll find out what NOK is. Nokia, maybe Nokia. I'll look. In-
1: the point is that they made themselves look like we're out for the little guy who wants to invest in the big with the big wigs and get in the deep pool, and it looks like they're not as much, which is the problem. They, yeah, that's Nokia apparently. So like, so that's kind of like hurting their image and all that, and everyone's looking at it and people are imagining like, well, what's wrong with it? Now, there are two ways to characterize this, and then I'll end that's where i my little, my little thing. One end, it can look like, hey, these are the little guy's finally what's basically what's happening is the populist the populist sort of like view of it, that the hedge funds guys have been treating Wall Street like their own personal casino. And all of a sudden, once the little guy figures out how to play their own game against them and screw them over, all of a sudden, government and groups want to fight against them, and so when at least I will not have seen it, when the um, real estate bubble burst, uh, not a whole lot changed because who stood to benefit from it bursting was the big funds, the big hedge fund guys and all that stuff, and they're were, they're were helped out by what happened. Uh, and a little guy, regular people got screwed over major, and not a whole lot changed, but all of a sudden. With When the hedge funds guys are really hurting because of what's happening with GameStop and other stocks like BlackBerry and AMC, all of a sudden the government's now stepping in. People from both both parties are not going to step in and take care of their hedge fund rich guys and screw over the little guy. That's one way of characterizing it, right?
0: Yeah, so in after hours trading, just looking at GameStop, in after hours trading, GameStop's dropped now 44% from its previous high of, of $312 a share.
1: Yeah, but it was at less than a, less than actually, I think actually less than ten dollars a share. I think two weeks ago or so, like it was.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. The, the high was four eighty three. So yeah, and then and then AMC stock has is, is gone down too because of all this shit. But yeah, like the stock market is is, for, is is basically pushing down the pricing on all of these stocks because of what you're saying because the hedge fund managers are all getting pissy.
1: Well, it sounds like like I said, the big guys are like, oh. Well, we can't let that happen. So screw over the little guy. If you're Republican, if you're Democrat, apparently, whatever political people, they're like, oh, no, they're, you know, some some people are, and this is not me, but some people are characterizing it like, oh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, they are beholden to hedge funds people, and now they're screwing over the little guy. Here's the other way to characterize it, though. We're going to talk about both sides here. Hedge funds are, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of groups invest in hedge funds, okay? For different reasons. That you may not even know, and the reason why I bring it up is because you could be regular person. Also, Joe Schmo, Joe Q Public, John Q Public, whatever it doesn't matter. Um, John Q yeah, whatever. <laughs> they work for a company and they pay into their pension. They pay into all these different things in their company. And what happens? Their company has used those pensions and their money to invest in X hedge fund. So. When that hedge fund um, gets wiped out, or hedge funds in general are hurt to the tune of six billion dollars as of right now, that you know it's not just the big wig, you know, super rich guys that are hurt. It's the regular guy at a company who's just trying to pay his bills, pay his mortgage, who's just trying to put money away in his retirement, and he didn't know what his company was investing the pension in because it's not his business and that's not how we how things are done. And so what ends up happening, someone's retirement funds could be wiped out when a hedge fund goes under because of this happening. So there are two sides to every story. And it seems like no matter what side you're on, it's always a regular guy that gets screwed over one way or the other, it sounds like. Um, but the reason why I bring it up and here just to close it all up is because this could impact how things are done. At the very least, it could impact the way short, sells or short selling is done in the stock market and change the rules for it. Which hopefully will change the rules for everyone and won't just impact and negatively impact the regular uh, investor, but will also impact uh, the big wigs that have, like I said, treated the Wall, Star, the, you know, you know, Wall Street like their own personal casino. Um, but then again, who knows? I'm just one man,
0: just one man making his way through the galaxy. It's just a simple man making his way through the galaxy. That's all it is. No, but I mean, it it, it is something to think about because because really which is funny. This is super hilarious. It just makes you think the way that the people attack I guess you could say went after these stocks is literally how everybody does. They didn't do anything that was illegal. It's what it's, it's what is lit- it's, it's literally how stocks are done. It's how the market does its movement. I mean, people buy into some stocks and the stocks go up. There's interest so the stocks go up. You know, things happen stocks go up then something happens his stocks go down because there was a kid i remember he actually got banned from trading but there was a kid back in the mid 2000s where he made a ton of money a ton of money and it was because he would he would send out messages to different people or different websites and all this kind of stuff and this kid was like maybe 12 years old and he would send out messages and he would say, Oh, uh, this is a really good stock. I think it's really good. There, there's there's things happening here. And things that he read in the, in the internet. You know, it's just things that he read in the articles. And then he would he would say, I think it's a good stock, I think you should buy. And then he would buy stock. And then other people would see his messages and they would buy the stock. It's because every time he saw people on the squawk box would talk about a specific stock, the stock would go up. You know what I mean? They would say, oh, hey, the stock is good. We think it's a good buy. Why don't you go ahead and get it? And then that same day or over the span of a few days, the stock would then move up. Not like a rocket ship to Mars kind of style, but it would would be a growth to the stock price after somebody would say on TV, I think this is a stock to buy. And so he just would say that on different message boards and the stock would move up. Because he was saying, oh, he liked the stock and he thought it was a good good buy. And he was like, oh, I'll just buy it. And his mom gave him a little bit of money to buy stocks. So he started messing around with stocks. And so he started that happening. He started making more money. All of a sudden, the the SEC gets a hold of him and they ban him from trading because apparently he was, quote, unquote, manipulating the stock market when he was basically doing what everybody on TV does. Just and this advising of different things that are happening with different companies and saying, hey, they got this coming up in the horizon. I think it's a good time to buy this stock for this reason. You know, And he got in trouble for something that everybody does all the time, which is the same thing with this. If you're doing it, if you're doing shorts, well, I'm going to buy it at the short price and I'm going to buy a lot of it because that's how you make money. You make money at buying stock when it's low and selling it when it's high. And with shorts, shorts, like you said, is the reverse. So you're hoping that it's gonna crash and burn because you're gonna make money off that. But that's kind of like an asshole way of doing business because you're hoping that a company just dies. And that's and that's essentially the hard best part of futures that you know you 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 can sell shorts and 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 all that kind of stuff. And it's just it's it's, it's a horrible thing and, and i yeah i mean i'm going into finance now i mean i was in i was a finance kid in, in, in college haven't touched a finance degree but you are correct i mean it's i always thought even in my finance courses especially my futures class that shorts were always something that to me just seemed so skeezy it just seems so skeezy i don't know i mean i don't know derek what about you what do you think man
2: i think it's shady man this, this is all this is all too messed up
0: <laughs> it's a, it is, it is. Shorts to my mind are just, I mean, Wall Street is shady as fuck. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wall Street is shady as fuck. But shorts is like, it's like cutting out. Like it's, it's almost like, it's almost like that. The, the little man <laughs> basically shutting down a drug dealer that can't make his own money. Can't cut. So you cut out the cut and you get that guy. It's just. It just seems like it's just way too out of control.
1: Yeah, I actually don't get that analogy at all. So yeah, I don't either. Um, I didn't get it. Didn't get it. No. Way. but but the point I'm saying what, what I'm going to say hey, is man. that it just it just sucks that at least from, even from your example. Now I have read or I've heard that like if it was an act of collusion, like if someone goes, "Hey, let all our thousands of viewers, everyone, start buying stock and screw these guys over," an act of collusion could be construed as illegal. That could be that could be legal, but also unless they actually have a smoking gun,
2: hard to prove in the language. Like it's not easy to prove. But well, it's probably one of those regulations. How if you influence the market, you cannot own stock that was influenced. So I, I don't know exactly the law, but I always hear people on on um, like on podcasts or whatever they'll say, "Well, this company did this, this company did that." And they if they ever get on the topic of finance. They always have to basically give their own disclaimer like, I don't own tech stock because of blank, blank, and blank, even though they're talking about it.
0: Yeah, because at that point, you're talking about insider trading. You know what I mean? And then you you do fall under insider trading because you're giving advice. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, would that be construed
1: as insider trading? I mean – Well, I mean I, I don't think – the I think the collusion – it's collusion. It's not exactly insider trading because they're not on the inside. They're just saying, hey – let's all buy stock in this company to screw over these guys. And so when it's an act of like overt collusion, that's different because you are manipulating the market at that point. Cause you're telling, because it's not like wall street bets has like one or two guys in it. It's thousands of people in it that can influence the price of, uh, of a, of a company because if if, 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 if a thousand people, all right, buy 500, you know, shares of something, depending on the size of the company, that could, that could make a difference. All right, five hundred thousand stock shares are now purchased, and that could significantly change the price of a share. I guess it depends on the company, but so, the point is, it's not that that could be where the problem becomes, when it's an act of collusion that could be considered um, illegal. However, that's hard to prove, or that can be hard to prove, and they had to prove that the SEC would, and so that might be different. But it could just be at that point, and this is where the cynical person in me goes um, to get around that. You have people on one party and people in the other party who are both beholden to hedge funds gonna just do their best to help the hedge funds and screw over the little guy because why not?
0: So here's here's a funny thing. So I'm following like I started following now since we talked about it and I gave you guys the Twitter handle. So apparently with this whole issue, this is something I just funny saw, uh with this whole thing, uh, Wall Street bets apparently fixed politics today for that reason. Because there was a tweet by AOC, that's, you know, Senator, is uh, she a Senator or Representative? She's a Senator, right? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you a Senator or she's Representative? She's in the House, dude. She's in the House? Okay. So she tweeted out, this is un- about the whole thing with GameStop. This is unacceptable. We now need to know more about at Robin app's decision to block retail investors from purchasing stock while hedge funds are freely able to trade the stock as they see fit. As a member of the Financial Services Committee, I'd support a hearing if necessary. Okay, and then she puts a tweet and there's more to the thread. Then all of a sudden, do you know who agreed with her? Senator Ted Cruz.
2: Hmm. I was like, I wonder, like
0: that's hilarious.
2: <laughs> there's there's always man, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I know <laughs> there's uh, there's there's often very big difference between words and actions in in anything, not just politics, in everything, right? Of course,
0: of and, course.
2: Um, there's also uh, you know stuff that happens in plain sight and stuff that happens in, behind closed doors. Those also can be starkly different, you know. So, I uh, I, I, I have faith. <laughs> I shouldn't. I have faith, though, in uh, a handful of the people who help run our country, and I'm hoping that they have a uh, vocal. What is it? The the vocal majority or vocal vocal minority? That's what I want them to be.
0: Right there, you go. Oh well I'm good. Do you got anything else good to talk about or are we are we are we will go with that one?
1: I think I think I'm all set. We'll see how things develop uh the next time we record. Uh and if we even have a country anymore.
0: <laughs> okay, there you go. Thank well you. that's on on that bit We're of We're all uh, going
1: Bitcoin. We're all going Bitcoin.
0: Yes, yes. If
1: we can even afford
0: to buy Bitcoin, Jesus Christ. I mean I know this I is not. This but- this is this is now turned from a pop culture podcast to a financial services podcast. Yo, go
1: adventure on- servitude is where it's at.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yes,
0: we're, we're gonna go out and get our uh, get our Series Six licenses and uh, start working on trading, stock trading. Anyways, but uh, all right, since we're done with the news at this point, guys, um, we're gonna go ahead and move to our refill portion of the episode. Um, everybody needs to go out, go out, and you know, go take a piss, as they say, take a grand piss as they say in certain parts of the world, uh, or as Goody likes to say.
2: No. No one, no one says those things. No. Say,
1: but as I like to say, shake the
2: dew off the lily.
0: And what a grand lily it is.
2: All right. That's it. We're going right, on go a break. Everyone go to the phone. We'll home.
0: see you in a bit. We'll see you in a bit. <laughs> All right. And we're back from the refill portion of our episode. Uh, we will go and we're going to be getting started on our motion picture known as safety, not guaranteed. Before then, let's go ahead and see. Did everybody stick with the same drink they had?
1: Did they change or they, did they continue on? I cha- mm. Actually, I'll jump right in right now. I'll jump right in right now. I had to change because, like I said before, uh, I actually finished off my my of Logic Craig. So right now I'm actually drinking. I switched over to rum. Uh, one of the few sipping rums I enjoy is that, uh, Ron Diplomatico, Reserva Exclusiva, all that stuff in the opaque bottle with the old man on the cover. I'm gonna cover I me in the label. I love it. It's a great rum. It's great for sipping. You don't even need Coke. You just need ice. I've never had it neat, so I don't even know if it tastes good neat, but definitely on the rocks is absolutely delicious. That's what I've got right now. Wonderful. And
0: Derek, what about you? You're sticking to the, uh, Sapporo Light.
2: Mm, no i still need to burn through all this corona so
0: he went back, he went, he went back to zima Ooh.
2: oh no never zima i will never <laughs> not if, not if it was the only thing between that and seawater would i drink zima okay <laughs> well i mean i want not go that far i mean like zima can't be that bad
1: yeah but, <laughs> I, you just literally said i will have death before zima and i don't <laughs> know about that i don't know i think i'll have zima i've had zima uh, I've actually never had Zima, so I don't know if it's any good, but whatever. it's literally liquor-flavored seltzer water. That's all it is. So yay,
0: yeah. Sprite. Yay. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> Liquor flavored Sprite. Is it is it white claw before the white claw? It's white claw before the white claw. Yes, it is. It's white claw, it's hard seltzer from Budweiser before Bud Hard Hots Hard Seltzer. That's what it is.
1: So many words. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. There was a lot of words there. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a lot worse for me because I got that bullet and Coke Zero again. So either way. Um, all right. So as we said before, we're, we're looking at the – we watched the uh, indie darling known as uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, that motion picture came out in 2012, as we said, directed by uh, the great uh, Colin Trevorrow. I don't know if we call him great, but he's actually really good. Uh, he kind of went from this to the movie <laughs> that he did with Naomi <laughs> Watts, which was uh, The Book of Henry. And then from there, he went literally box office stardom and big-budget action motion pictures doing Jurassic World. And then, of course, he's now doing the third part, Jurassic World Dominion. So he skipped part two, did Jurassic World Dominion, because I think in between, he was trying to do Rise of Skywalker. I think in between that, he wrote the movie. He had his own script for it, and he actually released it online. But during that whole process, they went – they went a different route. Um and uh and he uh and he he's now working on uh Jurassic World Dominion, which I believe they finished filming um recently, and it should be coming out in the in the next year. So um the movie star the movie came out like I said in twenty twelve. It stars uh the hilarious and incredibly beautiful looking Aubrey Plaza.
1: And also a talented Aubrey Plaza. Talented. I mean
0: Incredible, incredible, and beautiful. She's amazingly talented. She's hilarious. She's everything she does. She's great in. She's and she definitely
2: like, an acquired taste style of comedy, but that is my flavor. I love
0: super, her. She's super dry, and
1: it's very like she's almost like, she's uh, like to me. To me, she's like the indie. Like she's like the indie man's like like version. I mean, she's just yeah. I actually, I'm a big fan of Barbara Plaza myself. I'm a big fan of Barbara Plaza.
0: The funniest emo kid ever, literally. <laughs>
1: So <laughs> wait, wasn't she also in Parks and Recreation? Yes, uh, Parks and Rec. Know. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, she was. Okay. In she was also in a movie with you know. Uh, and you was- know what's funny? You know what's funny about her? And I'll say right now. For some reason, I imagine her, and I can never remember her voice. So when I hear her voice, it's like, oh wow, it's actually for some reason I think her voice should be have a deeper pitch, and it doesn't. It has a much higher pitch than I'm expecting. First, yeah. I am expecting i do not know why. I don't know why. That's just, I don't know. Maybe it's. The fact that I see my imagine her, and she always has like glasses on. They're thicker rimmed. Yeah. But when I I hear her, I'm like, oh wow, her actually her voice is much higher pitched than what it is. I don't know,
2: uh, Derek. What are your thoughts? You seem frozen in time. Yeah, I, mean, I think she's great. I I, I, I I love watching her in uh, Parks and Rec. Is where I I think I probably it's probably the first movie I think I ever saw her in. But I'm sure she's been in stuff. The Parks and Rec movie. There. There's a movie. No, it, I didn't like, know it was a movie.
1: A program a movie?
2: All right. I fucking hate both of you. Um, she was, oh, yeah. <laughs> she was in like Mike and Dave. Um, what was that? The, the, the Nope. Apparently, Derek
1: is stuck in his digital prison right now, and he can't <laughs> yes. actually get out. He's, trying... in that. So, <laughs> he's in there. What is it? So i He actually said, uh, yeah, she was amazing, and Scott Pilgrim also, and as, as well as uh, funny people. So, yeah, Derek good choices there what in was, your movie movie ideas
3: what
0: was what was the what was the character god what was it man there was um oh my god I, no I had seriously though
1: Scott Pilgrim she's in it too she has a very m- much smaller part very small part in that but she has a look she has a sound um I love Bobby Plaza again <laughs> yeah, how do you feel I think so she's good. fantastic okay <laughs>
0: You great. <laughs> great. We're so happy you joined us today, buddy. So it's so great. So no no, but I mean I she, love the future. <laughs> oh no, what was it? What's that what's the name of the world in uh in Superman, the prison? The what's it called? Uh The Phantom Zone? There you go. <laughs> Derek got stuck in the Phantom Zone. All you can see is him like Derek is, tra-
1: Derek is trapped in an album cover.
0: You
2: go. <laughs> I'm so done with you people.
0: <laughs> All right. So now don't, let's, let's move on. It stars Aubrey Plaza. It also stars uh, uh, Mark Duplass um, of the Duplass Brothers fame. Um, and then it also stars uh, Jake Johnson, which we know from uh, The Good Girl. And, you know, he's also in Jurassic World. So I guess he's like Colin Trover's little buddy. Um, and then he's also in. is also in. That was amazing, Goody. By the way, he's also. Then you also have a guy by the name of Kar- uh, Karan Sony. Which, if you look him up, he's the dude in. He's in. God, what is he? he's in Detective Pikachu. He's in. He was in he's like in a lot, a ton of AT and T commercials. It, man. He was. Yes, he was a ton of AT and T commercials. Um, you know, there's a whole mess of people. And then there's there's the then one of the characters was a, a lady, a lady who was the boss is uh, played by an actress by the name of Marilyn Voskob and she z- she was in um the night school movie with uh with um with what's his name uh that, the comedian god I forgot his name now shit uh anyways but yeah she was in she's been in a lot of movies too i mean there's quite I a few people in this hart. movie yeah kevin hart yes kevin hart, <laughs> kevin hart yes
1: kevin hart fuck me dude
0: anyways but yeah so well, she's no, she, no, she okay.
1: okay wait a second wait a second Also, um, by the way, Karan Sony, he was also in Room 104, which I love that show on HBO, HBO Max, uh, by the Duplass Brothers again. It's a great series. If you haven't watched it, it's been, it actually, they have like five or six seasons of it on there. Yes. It's a great show. If you don't understand the show, it's basically, it's a series where all the events of that series take place in this one room, Room 104, in this one hotel and throughout the different time period, like in the '90s and recent, uh, it's really great. Uh, he was also in another show on a, on a, in a Yahoo series. Yahoo, oh no! And, go ahead. And, and not only that, he's also Dopinder
0: from Deadpool one and two.
2: Exactly. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> just, so so I totally
2: I totally did not remember that he was from that.
0: Yeah, dude, and he's in Office Christmas Party. I mean, he's in so much. He's so he's hilarious. He's he's one of the most like underrated funny guys I've ever seen, man. He's like he's perfect in Deadpool, like especially because he killed his uh, he killed his uh, ex girlfriend's uh, husband. That's fantastic. That was amazing. I love that aspect about him, dude. It was, it great. was kind of a,
2: just a funny little. I mean, it didn't really seem to have any bearing on the story. It was just like, oh, we're just gonna throw this in.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Which is perfect Ryan Reynolds kind of comedy. Uh, but uh, anyway, so um, the motion picture, as we said, was an indie darling back in 2012. It only made, uh, the budget of the movie was $750,000. Okay, that was the budget of this motion picture, which is kind of impressive if you watch the movie. You're like, okay. But if you think about it, I mean, they were only in a small specific area. And they really had very little special effects, too. So I mean, the, the the budget went went quite went quite a ways. So it was only 750k, but it made well over four million dollars gross in revenue.
2: I wonder so how it made, it made its money. I mean, they they clearly spent a little bit of money on the special effects of that final scene.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that, but well, yeah. I mean, I like that's like all the budget went into that, I feel. That's like,
0: probably all the budget. Yeah. Because who knows? They probably got somebody's house to do for like the house of the, of the, the, the guy and they got some requests for the hotel and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, really, I mean, they only had a few places that they actually filmed. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, God knows how long this whole movie took, to be honest with you, to film. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was, it was, it was actually, it was actually, I was very, I was very impressed. It was, it was a good pull, Goody. I was very impressed with it, Goody. Very, very impressed.
1: Well, on that note, I want to actually get into this, the uh, synopsis of this film. Let's, let's dive into it. It's like, it's like, let's sink our teeth into it. Let's suck the blood from this film, if you will. The juices, mm, no. as I'm Mr. Not, Wizard I don't would know say. Too. As the juice is
0: okay, do you want me? Do you want me to
1: go ahead and read it? No, I've got, got it? I've got this. I've got okay, this. I've got this. Okay, Goody, go get it. It's you go my out. film, I want it. Do it, Goody, do it. Here we go. Uh, of course, we're gonna. Do I'm going to be using. Do it, do it. Using a synopsis that's provided by IMDb because they're always so good at everything. Uh, so here we are. Uh, one of the the one I've chosen is this. Darius is a young angel That's Abbie Plaza's character. Darius is a young intern at Seattle based magazine and jumps at the chance to investigate the author of a classified ad, seeking someone to travel back in time with Along with Jeff, the staff writer and Arno, a, follow- a fellow intern. The three go on a road trip to a coastal town. While Jeff just wants to chase after his high school crush and Arno wants some kind of life experience, Darius spends time with Kenneth, a man who believes that he has built a time machine. The closer they become and the more they understand each- about each other, the less clear it becomes if Kenneth is just crazy or if he actually is going to successfully travel back in time.
0: That's a good, that's a good, uh, uh, that's a good, uh, that's a great
1: synopsis. It is. That's a very chosen. It's been curated.
3: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, yes. So
1: let's talk about, do you have any notes you would like to start us off with? You know what? I do. Here's the thing. Um, Overall, and this is like something I was not expecting with this movie. And this is a general theme I've noticed. And I'm, I'll go into more details with other thoughts. But I think my overarching thought, and my, I'll probably close with this as well. This film, I was expecting something kind of... Uh, it's, it's indie film, right? So I'm expecting something a little bit more maybe cynical or a little bit more... Uh, not, not clever is not the right word I'm thinking of. But a little bit more tongue-in-cheek with its presentation and with everything. I was not expecting this movie to be as heartwarming as it is. This is a, actually, this is a feel-good movie. I'm going to say it. It's a feel-good movie. It's a much more heartwarming film than I thought it would be. Like, it's nice. It was a nice movie, and I was happy with it, with how that turned out. Uh, my first thought, love Aubrey Plaza, a darling of just gloomy, um, hipster chic, And of course it's set in Seattle because (laughs) that's the hipster chic city of the future and the past and the present. So there it is. Yeah,
0: based on, okay, I wanted to, I thought it was great that you said about the whole aspect of the movie, the way it feels, because I thought when I was watching the movie in the beginning, it was like, it gave me that whole, like, 90s slacker vibe to it, you know, that whole Gen X slacker vibe that it, that movies had back then in the 90s. That's what it, it felt like to me, to a certain degree, like that whole, gave me that whole 90s slacker vibe that that I was like, wow, this is, this is really giving me a a whole, like, you know, like feeling that that I was like i hadn't seen in a while
2: you know what i mean i love how one of the well, things I, and that's what down, i thought too go ahead. one of the things i put down here was i love her asshole mood like she's just a dick everyone is just she's just pissed off i mean i felt that way too I when i was it. fighting
1: megabyte in reboot um as i was trying to save the internet from that
0: yes yes he's still stuck in the phantom zone go ahead Derek.
3: What I
0: was saying. I this is an amazing episode today.
1: Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to carry the show then. Um, <laughs> okay, looking, at, looking at Jake Johnson, and I always love how like these movies, these directors have actors from previous. Films. I mean, I love it when they say, "Hey, I like this guy in the movie I made. Call him up, bring him in." Because Jake Johnson is in Jurassic World uh, as like random tech guy, I forget his name is in Jurassic World, but he's a tech guy who actually was like really big into that, loving the original Jurassic Park and his famous line being, you know Jurassic Park, the earlier park? That park was legit. Yeah, lots of people died in it, but still. like It was one of those things where it's like, and that's the same actor and I actually love that. Actually, Jake Johnson I've liked in a lot of different things he's been in. A lot of movies I've He was actually in that um that Mystic Quest Raven's Feast or Raven's Show. On Apple Plus, he's pretty good in there too. But yeah, Jake Johnson, uh, great actor. I thought, yeah, he was. He was. uh,
0: His character was Lowry, and he and he reprises his role in uh, in uh, in the new one, Jurassic World Dominion. So yeah, no, he's he's awesome. Looking forward to that guy. And he actually was a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed his character also in the uh, in the uh, uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise. He was actually one of the bright spots of that movie. Man,
1: never watched that movie, so I have no idea what the movie's about. Is there a Mummy
0: supposed? Well, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to set up the whole like universe, dark universe that they were trying to do. Oh yeah, for the
1: for the universal move, the monsters, yeah, the monsters,
0: monsters, and it never worked out. So, yeah. but he was actually a great character. He, he, you know, he 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 definitely like it. Like every, every scene that Tom Cruise was in and he was in, he like stole the show. It was great. It was fantastic. Let
1: me ask you, and I actually wrote this down on my notes: Is that rock from the Goonies? Like, there's a shot of that 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 one. Remember that scene in The Goonies when he pulls up the coin and yeah. like it? That was that shot on the West Coast like that.
0: What do you mean? That You've been there. Shot? You've
1: been in that part. Yeah,
0: that's in Oregon. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's in I ass, ass, God, I, Oregon. I, I, I swear to God, you gotta look it up. Then I'm almost positive that that same big rock
3: mm-hmm.
1: was in one of the shots in that movie when they went they went to the coast or something. and They showed it. I think like they showed that movie. They showed it somewhere else because I wrote it down. Is that rock in The Goonies? I, I think I, I, I'm almost positive. I saw that in the movie too.
0: Oh, oh no. I mean, this I'll, I'll look and see, but I think they, 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 I don't think everything, all the filming locations supposedly in, uh, in, uh, in this, in safety, not guaranteed was filmed in, in the Wa- Seattle, Washington area. But, but yeah, no, yeah. It's a, most of all the scenes, is this is
1: filming location. Look it up, bro. I'm swear to God. I think it's there. I think it's there. I mean, I mean why, they, they how, how about watch the movie again? Don't don't rely on the internet, man. These Maybe eyes, bro. But either way, eyes. either
0: way, I know that they uh that that it's in Astoria, Oregon. That's where they filmed Goonies. So yeah, it's
1: the, the, those I rocks like are in there. So I look going on. I feel like um, I was looking at the uh, the main character, well, Kenneth character, and uh, the by the Duplass man. Yep. And uh, I, I this is where I wrote. It. So he it looks like some kind of '80s something, but I don't know what it is. But Does he has like, a mullet? Is that a mullet he has? I, I mean, it seems like, it. It, feels yeah. like it, it. If I could put my face on it, it would taste like it.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, he's he's got a bit of a mullet. It's Kenneth Calloway. That's his name. Kenneth Calloway. Well, he looks like an eighties something I don't know. Wait that- like a second. Has the Phantom Zone allowed you to leave? <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, you may have to cut your camera out, dude. Did, did, everyone-
1: did Jorrell? Jor- everyone- uh, nope, I guess oh. not.
0: <laughs> if and just so everyone knows the whole the right now for the last 10 minutes we've absolutely not had oh derek actually looks better now than before
1: wow,
2: wow. wow.
1: Um, we'll see what Darrell, <laughs> <Neil> <laughs> Bevorzad. Bevorzad. care to join me oh,
0: oh yes all right you sound good so either way so let's let's get keep going on this Goody. I thought it was hilarious that when she's watching him at the supermarket, he's talking to the other dude who works there about quantum theories. I thought it was fantastic. He's like telling him all this stuff. And the guy's literally just patronizing him the whole way. Like just, you know, encouraging him to let him talk because he's just a nice guy. I was like, that's a nice dude. Like I was just, I was extremely happy about that. That th- There's so he's many things about this movie, like it, you
3: say.
2: That what? He was clearly pretty passionate about whatever he was talking to that guy about.
0: Yeah, for real, dude. For real. And it was one of those things that, yeah, like it, it was a perfect example of what Goody was saying about that the movie's just a feel good movie. That there's it's just there's there it's just it's, there's so much stuff in the
1: movie that just like warms your heart. It's just it's, it's hilarious. It's well, hilarious. You know what? And when he goes when he um when the and so they, they make their way to the to the town to study Kenneth, and it happens to be the same town that um Jake Johnson's character went to when he was younger, and he hooked up with some girl. You know, his name is character's name is Jeff, and like now he's, it's almost like he had, well almost he does he has an ulterior motive where he wants to reconnect with this girl. So there's, there's actually more than one subplot. I mean, there's like there's the main plot, the time travel is that true at Arby Plaza's with Kenneth, but then there's like Jeff who's like trying to reconnect with this girl from his past, and then there's. um Wow, I can't remember his name is now Ar- yeah, Arno, yeah. who's like trying to like as I wrote here. Uh, Arno is kind of weird, but that's a, the point, I guess. Like oh, he's trying to try to do something or be something or like like stand out, but yeah, he's I not because he's it. too scared. He's too timid. Mm-hmm.
2: The thing he plays is, like
1: the the requisite nerd guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah. When you have just multiple there. thoughts like that, yep. I just realized. It's the same thing they do in like chick flicks. This is a guy's chick flick. You I got three different sub No, Derek, happen.
1: because it has time travel, and time travel is awesome. It's a guy's. <laughs>
2: no, it's a guy's chick flick.
1: I, I, I love that wait, film. I wait, wait, I don't think you heard me. It's got time travel. And time travel
3: is awesome.
2: <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> no, I, no, you're right. No, no, no. You're right. Actually, I hadn't thought about that, and now my mind is blown. This is the sound of my brain breaking. But you're right. It's sort of like, oh wait, let's make a guy's chick flick and throw in time travel because that'll confuse the guys and make them think it's not a chick flick, but it is. It's like or a, it's travel. like a,
0: it's like a, uh, 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 not so as ra- that's, that's like a not as racy hot tub time machine.
1: No, no. you're wrong. No, <laughs> <laughs> I like Derek's better. I like Derek's a lot better than that. Okay. So to that, let's not call it a chick flick. Let's call it um, a human story. Because you know what? It's not fair to call it a chick flick saying, oh, if it's a chick flick, it might degrade it because it's not – it's women, blah, blah. No. It's a human story because humans are multifaceted and there's more than one dimension to them. And this story has more than one dimension. Bebo, do I interrupt? Mute yourself.
2: We're done with you. You're so
0: chauvinistic, Derek. What's wrong with you? You're so so chauvinistic. is, Is
2: Avengers Endgame also a human story? Maybe
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> you said Avengers Endgame, and I heard Ender's Game. I'm like, bro, I love killing insects in the spaceships.
0: Yes, so. giant planets of insects. There we go. <laughs> yes,
1: um, but I what what <laughs> what? Okay, I just so. think that there's there's layers to this, and I like it. Oh, one thing I had a problem with. When the Jeff character rolls into the hair salon and he sees Liz and, like, and he walks away, and I'm like, "Why? Liz is really pretty. She is. Like, I don't know what he was saying. He's like, he he walks out and she, he starts saying crap about her next scene. I'm like, why? She's actually very pretty. Like, I don't know. And I, I actually, I love the actress a lot, so it's fine. You think you think he's like negging at that point? Is he? Negging? I have no idea what that means.
0: Basically, just trying to bring it down, just so he would make himself feel better about it. I don't know. I don't know i don't know i mean i had i had so many questions in regards to like the 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 time travel dude like like when he started messing with his ear i thought maybe i was like is that because he's from the future and he has like i mean he has like a fake like ear for like just whatever like a part of a mask because he kept fidgeting with it and of course later on spoilers we find out that he doesn't have an ear that that's a Prosthetic, yeah. But
1: do they ever explain? I mean, I I remember re- watching the film and not liking the explanation for why he's missing an ear. Like it seems
0: they just they just he just said he didn't have an ear. So I I don't know if they never explained if it was an accident that happened or that he was born without an ear. But he just said that his family couldn't afford it, so because of that fact, he had to wait until he was older so that he would they wouldn't have to spend money on. Uh, extra ears because he would be growing. So when he got, you know, to his full adulthood size, then his his family could afford to buy him a prosthetic ear. But for the for his whole life growing up, they made fun of him because he only had one ear. But they never said how. That is one thing. That's one of those things about this movie because it's an you know independent motion picture. You kind of have to just kind of let it slide a little bit to a certain degree because of the fact that they really can't expand too much because one, they may not be able to afford the the extra celluloid to make the movie. You know what I mean? And there are probably certain aspects of the motion picture that have to kind of be gotten rid of because they don't, they can't, they can't just keep moving and just kind of just flesh out as much as they would possibly like to, because the movie runs only it's less than an hour and a half by a few minutes. But really with credits, you're talking an hour and maybe 20 minutes is motion picture. Which is pretty short, if you think about it. So, so for that reason, they they didn't really have a lot of, you know, seven fifty k is definitely not a lot of money nowadays. In the nineties, you could do a pretty good, you could do something pretty good with it. But nowadays, seven fifty k is like like barely something. And this movie isn't even nine. This movie is twenty
1: twelve. Like
0: it's exactly like- no no. I am saying is in 750 k is not going to get you very far. And they got pretty good with it. Because if you, you know, we could always go back to like 94, 93, where and Mariachi guy did it with 70000 five oh, dollar budget. But that,
1: that's still twenty years earlier.
0: Exactly. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that 750K back in the 90s could get you a lot farther than it could be in 2012. So they never explained why he only had one ear. They just told you he grew up without an ear.
1: They never said why or how it happened will buy it well Derek your (laughs) thoughts so far anything
2: um hmm well I did write down that uh what's his name the guy sounds good
1: Kenneth awesome riveting riveting Um, ladies and gentlemen uh,
2: Arno Jeff yes which one Arno um he has sex for the first time, and he's exhausted for the entire rest of the movie. And I was like, man, oh, yeah. first time sex must be tough for this guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Wow. I mean, it, it's it, the, the, those were the things that it was like, they just, they had the whole thing. You know, they kind of built up this whole thing for Arno, and it's just, eh. I was more interested in Jeff and Darius's relationships than Arno.
1: Yeah, Arno. Arno really didn't do it for me too much in this. No,
0: no, he yeah. didn't. He didn't really. I mean, it was just you know, and you know, I, I was really what I thought was really really funny was was that the whole aspect of the the montage that they threw in the movie. They had a whole montage of the training with with uh, Kenneth and Darius, and 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 you realize through about halfway through the montage, I'm like. This is the same fucking day.
1: Like yeah. it's just like, well, it's, like it's the and, same and day. It, it has to be all intentional because like it's sure. like montage and it's like, oh, it's like like two hours of their life. Yeah, it's seriously. Like, and, like her training for time travel is yes. over a two or three hour period yeah. for what is considered probably the mo- one of the most important steps in human civilization's development, <laughs> technological development. Yeah,
0: especially during her her uh, like they would cut away and then come back to her like her uh, her uh, target sh- her target practice and all of a sudden she's like a crack shot with one with one uh, with one hand and he's like oh maybe you're a quick draw crack shot I'm like what the fuck are you talking about dude He's, like <laughs> really okay maybe you hold it with one hand instead of two and she's like okay yeah maybe that's maybe that's right and I'm just like what are you what are you talking about? Well, I, I
1: mean, it's a fun movie, but I mean, it I don't is, know. It, it's, is, it, it is. And, and it's I know what, the, the, the Kenneth character I have here, he seems very Napoleon Dynamite, especially in the sequence when he's, like, in the video, like, when she's watching him and stuff, which she's recording it. Like, yeah. he's like very Napoleon Dynamite. He's, like, he makes these very these things, very sharp, I don't want to say grandiose, although it could be grandiose, but, like, sharp statements, short statements, and then it's like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, dude, with the with, uh, mullet. <laughs> Sounds great. Like it's, he's so confident and sure of himself, and maybe it's part of it. But I watched this. I watched this movie, and I'm like, man, I want to believe that like he's going to pull this off. Because I would hate for them to. As I'm watching it, I don't want to spoil the movie because we're not there yet. But I want to. I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, man, I, I swear to God, I hope. I hope to God he believes so much into this time travel idea yeah. that I would hate that he does it and it fails. Because I don't want to see them filming or the character's aftermath of time travel failing and what the the steaming pile of wreckage that his life will be after real. finding out that this was all after the real life nature that you cannot time travel and now you're stuck and you suck and you suck. I, I mean,
0: I was just I was just I was
1: like, oh, my, yes. Please let him somehow pull off actual time travel. Yeah, because I mean, we were—I we were, was watching the movie, and I'm like,
0: "How is he? Is he really this smart?" The other thing is, I'm thinking to myself, like, "Is he really this smart? Where where he's breaking into a tech company, like as if he's fucking, you know, you know, uh Jason Bourne? I mean, in all black, is he really? Is, is he's breaking into to steal this equipment? But like. Does he actually know what he's doing? So I'm watching the movie thinking to myself, I'm like, is he, like you said, is he going to pull this off? Because he's doing a lot of stuff where if he doesn't pull this off, he's going to supermax prison for the rest of his life (laughs) where he'll be in solitary confinement 23 hours out of every day. And he'll still be solitary for that one hour because you get one hour in the yard all by yourself. So well,
1: I, I know. I don't know, know. I see the supermax. I don't know about supermax only because when he actually does his little robbery of that 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 uh, that building for the lasers or something, there is no security. Like nobody <laughs> gives a crap about that technology because he rolls oh. in. He grabs like like a like a. They car didn't even stop everyone. him. No, no. Everyone see a an party, and they see them. And, him they and, see the face. Him. and like, oh, hey, uh, sir. Sir, excuse me, sir. And it's like no one's stopping him. And he has like one of those like old carts would have like the when you're in school and the TV shows up. Oh my God, we're gonna watch a video. Yay. (laughs) One of those kinds of old carts. And he's putting all this supposedly important technology. Nobody cares about it. Nobody's tackling him. There's no security guard anywhere. It
2: It was sitting on a shelf. It wasn't even being used. Yeah, exactly.
1: Obviously, the federal government's like, no, we don't need those lasers. We have these other lasers, which are better. Yes, please, time traveler, use that laser. I don't know. <laughs> no, and it's funny because
0: it's like like you have all these people watching, and then when you find out about these like government agents that are watching him, they're like, dude, you have witnesses. You can pick him up right now, literally right now. There are plenty of people. There's at least 20 people who were eating cake watching him walk away with government laser equipment. And they just let him go.
1: I don't know. I if it would be like uh, he's got dark hair, uh, <laughs> maybe a mullet. Uh, maybe I mean he had a, he had a, he had a hat on. Uh, I think I think it was a. He bo- had two ears though. But yeah, and one, look one, look kind of, one ear one looked kind of janky, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> like, and it, he,
0: I think he wore a balaclava, but I can't tell because he had you. He, he was showing his face,
1: and then like, but but his face is, he's got skin. Like I don't know.
3: <laughs>
1: I think his mullet tasted good. I have no idea. His his mullet was delicious. <laughs> I love mullets. <laughs> so,
0: so I mean, we don't we, we can't really tell. I mean, he did he did talk about quantum theory, but we thought that was just funny. You know, we we're having
1: cake. The cake was awesome. Yeah, that's, the cake was. Great. It, it, I I wouldn't know, man. I'd be like, it was. It I'm was great. It was for those kinds of federal crimes. It was I guess.
0: great. It was great in any reality. So that's all we wanted to find out about. Mm-hmm. So, Did you guys think he was going to
3: pull it off? No. All right. I didn't. So
0: so let's talk about spoilers real quick. Spoiler alert. So well, so hopefully you
1: watch the movie. Yeah, movie. hopefully.
0: Hopefully you watch the movie, but. I was like watching that last scene. Okay, so in the last scene, we see him and Aubrey Plaza's character. Well, Aubrey trying to find him, so she runs after because she knows he's he knows he's gonna be. Earlier in the movie, he shows her his like special spot, which is like a lake that he used to go and camp as a kid off of, and so she figures out that that's where he's gonna be at. You know, so she goes after Although him. I have there.
1: to say, I have to say, wait, wait, the go fact ahead. that there were these couple federal agents. After him, automatically made me think there is some credence to what he's saying somewhere, yeah. because maybe maybe it's the, the, that was like the, the 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 plot technique or whatever for the director to show like someone somewhere thinks he might be onto something because otherwise who would care? Would maybe. they be the? They said they were FBI, but I think they were the Men in Black. Hmm. M I B.
0: Or as I say in Stargate, N I
1: D. The Naval Intelligence Division. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh you haven't so, seen Star Day, have you? Have you, Dave? No, oh, he has hasn't. There's Egyptian parasites. They're called the Gold. Gold. And um, it's a whole thing. Just watch the movie. The Tokla. It's really good. It's a really good film. Really good series. Maybe you've heard of it. Jeffrey Dean Anderson. I don't know.
0: Richard Rich Dean Anderson, really.
1: Jeffrey well, Dean Anderson his, his cousin.
0: He's cousin. cousin. <laughs> also known as MacGyver Kurt Russell
1: Ooh. the actual film version you have to watch have you seen the movie actually seriously did you no. watch the movie what <gasps> oh my god oh, okay. make sure you watch the movie the Devlin and Emmerich yeah. like, like tour de force with because you have to because the movies are people to the series no 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 I'm Whoa. sorry the series is the sequel to the movie yes oh my god oh my god Anyway, oh, okay. if you haven't seen it and when you watch it you're like oh my god it reminds me of Independence Day because they made independence day after. Yes. It. So you have a the movie? Class? Are you serious?
0: What
2: what movie Stargate. are we talking about it's this week Stargate. on the episode?
1: Oh wait, I'm sorry. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Stargate not guaranteed. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> this is this episode is so going to be. These in the
2: motherfuckers, my god.
1: <laughs> listen, it's not going. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna bring it back. I'm, I'm gonna bring it back.
2: Thanks, Derek. You're right. You're right. You're a straight man in this. I right. could have picked it. Stargate for this episode, but you chose Safety. No. guaranteed. <laughs> so you know what? Um, no. Am I wrong? Um, Am I wrong?
1: <laughs> no, you're right. I could have picked it, but I wanted this movie because I've seen Stargate. Um, so anyway, <laughs> yes, the fact that they have these 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 uh, FBI guys after him, or I'm sorry, federal agents. Lended some lent some credence to it. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's, someone thinks maybe somewhere. He's legit. Maybe, maybe. But I was like, I was like, oh man. But I mean, please don't I mean, be crazy. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm thinking my whole, the whole time I'm watching. Please don't be crazy. Please don't be crazy. I mean, in in this in this movie, I have a. I actually have a question here. I said I haven't
0: wrote down a question. I put down, is he legit? Like, is this really for real, or is he just some nutball? Because he talks about how he wants to go back to 2001 for his girl that he thought was his girlfriend. And this girl was played by Kristen Bell. All of a sudden she shows up and be like, holy shit, Kristen Bell's in this movie? Like where the hell did she come
3: from?
1: My notes are, whoa, Kristen Bell. Like, yeah, for real. Go back to 2012. It's not, I mean, she wasn't where she is right now.
0: Yeah. and, 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 and where she was at this point, and the, the the character that she played, supposedly, according to Darius, like she was supposed to be dead. like She had died. And then she finds her, or they find her. Someone finds her. I don't know if it's Jeff, or I know, or somebody finds her. And then she goes and interviews, and it, she's alive. It's just that he I guess he wants to go back because he never made a move on her, maybe, at that no, point?
1: No. His story is that he wanted to go back because in listen his perception of what happened, she was killed. she died and he wanted to go back to save her. And then if you watch the movie, the fact that Albert Plaza's character is able to interview her and she's alive he's like, no no no, he didn't I didn't die because his story was that she was in her house and she was killed like some some person yeah. crashed through her house and he killed did. her
0: He crashed through her house
1: Well, but in her perception of it, She says, no, he crashed into my house, didn't kill her. He was just like all messed up. And she let him go and convinced her boyfriend at the time because she's basically saying he was jealous. I convinced my boyfriend at the time to let him go off so he wouldn't get in trouble and ruin his life. But when Aubrey Plaza goes back to him and says, hey, this is what she says happened. He goes, oh, then it worked. It's already worked. We went back in time and changed the past. We've already seen the result of our efforts of time travel yeah because I saved her basically pulling one of those Bill and Ted sort of moments.
0: Yeah, Bill and Ted, back to the future kind of moments so and so you know what I mean?
2: Here, here's my question. by the end of the movie, yeah, originally his reason to go back was to you know save or make up with or whatever his love, right and and Darius's reason was to go back to what get her mother or something, right like save her mother. But in the end, they fall in love with each other. So, why go back at all?
0: I mean, I mean, at that point, now he's just who knows what at that point where their mind is.
1: I think, I think what it is. This is what I think is. Sorry to interrupt you, though. I think it I think it's that at that point he's like, I'm still going to save her. I'm going to be with Darius. But ex-girlfriend, whatever her name is, Kristen Bell's character, she does not have to die. I'm still going to save her. We are still going to save her.
2: Can I Can I pose a theory here? Go ahead. Pose a theory. No. Short-selling GameStop stock. There you go. That's it.
1: That's it. There you go, bro. <laughs> there it. you go, bro. In 2012, they're like, GameStop is going to do a thing. In 2021, and they're like, "Let's do it."
0: Let's roll. I in have to go dude. back so
1: that I can wait until 2021.
0: <laughs> this is like this is like Back to the Future Two, like Sports Almanac kind of shit, dude. That we're talking yeah, it about is. here.
1: Bro. Yeah, it is. For real, for yeah, real, is. bro. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so, I, anyways, yes.
0: So, the like thinking about what he was doing, and he and and that whole conversation that he had, and so he said, "Yeah," and then they had the whole thing with Kristen Bell and. Basically, I think that was just utter bullshit. He just didn't really figure it out at that point, and he thinks that he was going to make it. So the whole point at that at that point in the movie, you're thinking, okay, is he really going to do this? Is this really going to happen? Because then you're wondering, like, what do you, like you said, you're like, you're like, I want him to succeed because if not, he's truly going to be screwed. I mean, there's going to be so much bad stuff happening to him. He's going to be, you know, he'll be tied up in like legal issues and he's only going back like 12 years 11 years so 12 years in the future he's gonna have to be somewhere that's not an extradition
1: wait 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 put a break on that the side stories jeff's side story oh yeah this movie's a big deal of that right jeff he hooks up with he meets with that girl he had the past with and he meets with her he falls in love with her Like at first, his first, and she does too with him. Yeah, and the whole scene when she kind of like is like, well, when they can have a moment together and they sleep with each other, and then like he's like he wants more from that. He realizes he's in love with her. He truly has feelings for her now. Like this, this may be the one for him. And she is still like, well, this was just a one-time thing. This was just a thing. Like, like she doesn't want to because over the years, on her end, she's gotten married. She's gotten divorced. She understands how these things work out. She says, I understand how these things work. And she was seemingly just in it for, just for the kicks of it. Right. Yep. Yep. And there's a whole scene in a go-kart section with Jeff and Arnaud, which the go-kart section when he runs into these kids is a liquor store or whatever. I don't know. These, these teenagers, early, late teens, college age kids. There's a goth guy in there, which is something really funny. I don't know what he calls them, but like it's like these two girls and this goth guy, and they go to a go-kart, you know, place with the two girls, the goth guy, Arnaud, Jeff, and it's like a really in him, like the goth cart, the golf cart scene is very self you see him Jeff's character, is very self-destructive. And I'm he like, is. it's heart wrenching to watch that scene happening. I mean, he's actually, he's truly heartbroken what's happened. Like he was really gonna be with the Liz character, and it just fell apart. And I was just like, wow, this guy. I mean, there was a lot more character development with him than I was expecting, I'll be honest. Yeah, no, oh. yeah. It, 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 you
0: you took the words right out of my mouth because I wrote down that Jeff, basically after his, thing, his, whole, his whole thing with Liz, which we don't know where it ends up at. I mean, he may have gone back to her and just like said, you know what, I'm moving over here. He he you know, he he uh I wrote down Jeff is broken and self-destructive because he's just like he sees something that he that that that's gonna bring him true happiness and he just like crushes it because he doesn't feel like he's worthy of it for some weird reason. So I mean yes, I I think dude, he, he has, has a
2: huge influence on Arnaud then <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. Well, at the same time though, Arnaud I mean, on
1: some level, takes his advice and maybe grows. I don't know. There are no character. Must seem kind of throwaway to me. Is that? Is that? Am I weird for thinking that? Like he's kind of like... Meh. No,
0: no, not not so much. I mean, there's a few scenes where he's actually very good. Like the like a couple of scenes between Jeff and Arno where they're kind of like talking to each other. Like they have that one scene where he goes. Uh, Jeff goes to him. You never done coke or anything when you're studying for an exam. He's like cocaine. Are you crazy? He's like, what is it you study? Jeff says biological and life sciences makes sense. So what are you doing working at a magazine? You know what I mean? Like it's just their their conversations are funny and they're quippy, but it's just, they don't really go anywhere. And like that that relationship is cool, but it's just like a, like you said, it's just like in the background. Really the relationships we want to know about are Jeff with Liz and Darius with Kenneth. Well, that's and, what we want
3: to find out.
1: And one hopes that like, if in, in, in the head canon and what's going on, that there are no character comes back from this trip and he's like, yeah, maybe I should do something actually in my field and not in
2: journalism. I don't know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, so was, he, just-
2: was he there to see the time travel? He was there, right?
0: Well, okay. So now we fast forward to that scene where Darius is going after Kenneth and she sees Kenneth on the lake or pond, whatever the hell it is. Um, and he's got the boat built with... Off the campsite
1: where he grew up at, and he would go there on occasion. No, 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 no. No, Let me do this. Let me do this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got this. So, step back up before what you're talking about there. So, it seems like when they've talked to the federal agents, that maybe Kenneth might be a little off his rocker, and possibility of that. So, they all go to Kenneth's little cabin house in the woods, and they go into this kind of like shed or side house. Like it wasn't even the main house, but in one of the rooms. And they're looking around, and they're seeing all the plans, all the blueprints everywhere, right? And Arnaud, Darius, and Jeff are looking around, they're like, "Man, this guy's onto something. And Darius is like, this is where we were supposed to meet for this to happen, because there was a whole idea that they are going to be in this one's place, and if they get separated, they leave a message in this old, rusted-out truck from the 50s or something to, to, to communicate to each other, whatever it is. And so they would go to this one spot. So it looks like Maybe he's onto something. He's built something with all those parts he's he's taken or stolen from laboratories over the years, over the time. So they show up, and it's a pond, like you said. And when they roll up, and it's and it's Aubrey. I'm sorry, it's Darius and Arno's there too, and Jeff, and I think I can't remember now. The the federal agents are they there as well?
2: They follow them from that like shed where the big mechanism wasn't there anymore.
1: Yeah, and even they mentioned that they sell the plan for it, it's like it looks like a jet engine is what they said. It looks like a, he's built some kind of jet engine, and when they show up to this thing, it's basically a very—it's—it's it's an airboat is what it looks like. It looks like an airboat with a lot of added mechanisms and gadgets and engines on it, including the parts. And that that if you if you pay attention to the actual design of the um, of the engine, you see it on that boat. And he's on there. He's ready to turn it on. And then Darius shows up. And and there's a whole scene where they're kind of discussing it. And she talks about how she believes him and, and all of that. And so he tells her to basically to join him in this, whatever, this time travel journey, to show up there, be in it. And when she jumps on it, he turns on the machine And you see everything, you know, in movie magic, all the little parts are moving. You hear the sound of machinery kind of whirring up and everything's building up energy. And you see this machine like light start forming. And even the Arnaud character who was like watching and kind of hoping maybe that it was actually going to happen. Their faces and even Jeff's faces where you see that clearly a part of them hoped what he was telling was true. Like, and their faces, are, no, no. Their faces, are, and, they're, and they're now at this point they're pulling for him, they're cheering him on. The federal agent guys are just kind of sitting, you know, they're just there. They're not really kind of going one or the other. And the light shows up. The machines are everything's moving, everything's moving. And then like it's a big, as you'd imagine, a big flash of light. All the budget went to the special effects. It's like a big like, bubble starts forming. A bubble starts forming around what is essentially an airboat with fancy machinery on it. And then boom, <laughs> it's gone the airboat disappears and they're gone. are they vaporized are they simply destroyed and they're atomized are they have they traveled through time we don't know it doesn't matter but they are gone Whatever Kenneth wanted to pull off his machines they did something and that's yeah it. yeah,
0: yeah. And, and 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 they did something and it was just you wondered and it you hoped you hoped. That someone would reach out, and it's just it, at this point, this is what we're talking about: well, how it is with certain, like, with especially with independent motion pictures, where you kind of have to move forward in your mind, like what happens yeah, next. Leave
1: it up to the the, the audience, exactly, the
0: exactly. Which a lot of people don't like, but I, I think I enjoy it because it it sparks conversation. Like 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 okay, like Derek, what do you think happened after that after that after that event? Um. What's your opinion of what happened?
2: Okay, so, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe that this guy was going to fall flat on his face and just fail, right? But the fact that his technology produced that effect, right, the way that it kind of kind of lit up and it had the orb and then it eventually just whoop, gone, you know, I, he must have time traveled. I'm, I'm curious where the hell he went what he actually did, you know, but I like what Goody said where he, he mentioned, you know, they must have gone back and saved that woman's life. Cause that's the fruits of their labor already.
0: Okay. So, so you went, you went, you went the route that, yes, I think he accomplished what he was going to accomplish. That's what he did. Now we don't know if Darius accomplished her thing, which was to go back and save her mom from a car accident. We don't know if that's what happened to her. Because we don't know what happened with her after the facts, we don't know if that if her mom showed up all of a sudden. You know what I mean? But, but that's that's what was there. Now, in my opinion, I think yes, they went back in time. I think Belinda was there the entire time. I don't think I had anything. I think that was just his way of rationalizing what he did because he thought that maybe he just trashed the house so bad and he ran away so quickly with his car that oh, I must have killed her. There's no other way because she never contacted me again, you know, in his mind. And he didn't even call out to her again. He just quit, probably quit his job and he left. He just didn't want to be around the situation. So he left. So he didn't really follow up on whether or not she survived him crashing through her apartment room or her, her house, wherever her residence, her basic right. residence. I think, though, but I think because of the way I felt throughout the movie, I think he did accomplish it. But I don't know where they went. Did they go back in time? Did they go forward in time? Who knows? It's it could be any which way, because he didn't really have a, a way of specifying to go back or forwards. He just said he wanted to go backwards, but did he really have a flux capacitor of some kind that would that would have the but opportunity 1. to
2: stand by
0: to, well, yeah, well, yeah, to, right. to pinpoint a specific date? Yeah, because we don't,
1: we don't see it. that. He just like turns on the machine; phew, makes a sound and goes. But like nothing he says indicates, "Oh, this will take us back X amount of time."
0: I mean, they could have they could have ended up in in shit in like Salem in Washington State, sixteen hundreds, and all of a sudden they're in the middle of an of, of a Native American village.
1: With or they could have G- ended up in, in ancient Egypt, which actually yes. happens in an episode of Stargate SG One.
0: Yes. Yes. On topic. topic. You okay. Know?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I'm saying, like, like I mean, did he go forward or back in time? I mean, where are we? What are we dealing with here? I mean, they they've literally become uh like a television show at that point.
1: I mean, it's just well, I think the point is for the the observers of what was going on, they succeeded.
0: Yes, and it was and great Ed to see. Him. It was great to see. Uh, what's his name, Jeff Johnson? For, for us,
1: they succeeded.
0: It was great to see Jeff Johnson's character, Jake Johnson's character, Jeff. All of a sudden, like as soon as they did it, he just stopped. He was like, "Oh shit!" Like he's just like, "Oh my god!" Like he's just like, "I can't believe they actually happened." Now, whether or not, like Woody, you said, like they got vaporized, which is a strong possibility that they were vaporized. I mean, who knows what he was doing with his steampunk airboat time machine? But
2: I mean. There's so You're many sick. holes. There's there's so many, not holes, I don't know what, like like how, how do you answer and how do you handle time travel in a movie, right? All of that. And, and it just opens so many cans, so many cans of worms. Well,
1: you know what, here's the thing. And, and here's what I've learned over the years, that it doesn't matter because since as of right now, we have no evidence of anyone time traveling. Any theory of time travel is valid because there is nothing that proves it otherwise. You can talk about paradoxes, but... Who knows? Because we don't have evidence of someone doing it. So who knows? Maybe paradox has happened. Or maybe Back to the Future is true and you can change it. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. The paradox yeah. thing is a logic is is a logical conclusion to it, but at the same time, we don't know for certain. It's just as possible or plausible that Back to the Future is right as opposed to what uh, Hawking says. Although Hawking is still waiting for someone to show up to his party for time travelers. <laughs> and i him waiting him. He's not waiting for anybody because he's dead, but you know what I mean. <laughs> i
0: about to say.
1: <laughs> well, he made that ad for it a long time ago. He sent out that ad for it.
0: Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. I but mean, we don't know.
1: We don't know. We don't know. We don't know because no one's proven yes or no. So their version of time travel could be true. Back to vision could be true. The version in the Marvel movies, which I actually still don't understand, but it's fine. Maybe I'm just an idiot. That's my that's that might be where my Understanding ends. That's the the border. Like, here's here's how we solve it.
2: We just said no, we, we, we We ask IMDb to change Safety Night Guaranteed into from comedy drama romance to documentary.
3: <laughs>
0: there we go. I like it. I mean, it's it, like I said. It, it gives That's that a whole beautiful like,
2: strategy. I love it.
0: Yes, and that and, and that totally bears the point with '90s independent motion pictures, where I you guess. just. It's, it's, it's always an ever-flowing aspect of movies. Is this a documentary? I don't know. It's Man Bites Dog. Is this guy a real hitman? I don't know. I don't know.
2: We'll see. So is it is it time for ratings?
0: I think it's time for ratings. And this is quite possibly pro- probably the shortest episode we've ever had. So I mean, yes, I think it's time for ratings. I mean, there's really not much. We've covered all the major aspects of this motion picture. So there's really not much. So Goody, since it's your motion picture... Give
1: us the rating, Goody. So, this movie was much more heartwarming, like I said before, a much more heartwarming film than I was expecting. Like, I was thinking indie film, cynical, blah, 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 a little bit. And I'm like, no, this is nice. This is a feel-good film. This is the unexpected feel-good film. Um, and so, I'm going to give this movie a solid... 7.75... Crackpot airboat steampunk time machines. Out of ten,
0: I like it. I like it.
1: And all the the you guys have to use crackpot airboat steampunk time machines as your say (laughs) every single word of that. No, uh, I have I have a
0: different I have a different. are not even rating
1: listening anymore. You stop listening to me. I
0: have a different rating system. I don't care to listen to you when you say stuff like. Oh, that. Oh God!
1: Both of
2: you,
0: Derek, Derek, where are you at, bro? Where's your rating system at?
2: So I see this movie as very enjoyable. I, I, I liked it. I don't regret having watched it. I'd never heard of it, and I'm glad that I've seen it now. Um, Crackpot time machine. I, I'll Spice need you to fill that in for me, Goody, Whenever I get there,
1: um, steampunk. Steampunk. Crackpot, Time Machine.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna call this the very first movie of a new TV channel where uh, sci fi and Hallmark decided to make movies. And this is the first product. Um, I'm gonna rate it a 6.8. I I, wow. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, I didn't regret it. It's not pivotal, it's not, you a life will carry on if you've never heard of this movie, but. If you watch it, you'll enjoy it easy enough. So 6.8 cracked out steampunk steamboat time machines. What was it? He you you said
1: cracked out. What is wrong with you? What is this? Like an, it's is it? a crackpot airboat steampunk <laughs> time machine. That, those. 6.8 of those. It, did it right? Put on a t-shirt, on a bumper sticker. At two hundred and forty,
0: <laughs> I, I just think it's hilarious. He said, "Cracked out." I'm like, Jesus, what is up with that? Oh my god! <laughs> All right, well, uh, as far as my my rating, I like Derek said, it's an enjoyable motion picture. It has its issues because, I mean, it definitely has issues just because of the aspect of the budget. I mean, you you can't do much with seven hundred fifty k, and they did actually quite a bit with seven hundred fifty k, which was very impressive. But you know, but they actually gave a fully formed story. They had some holes like they could have filled in, but overall, the motion picture had a beginning, a middle and an end. You had all aspects.
1: I, I, I will I will remind you that uh, the 90s classic Mallrats. has no beginning, no middle no. and no end. No I love that <laughs> I love I love that movie. Kevin Smith classic. I think you 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 watch that movie, watch that movie. It cost seven million dollars. Yes. oh my God, at the time of filming, not today's seven million dollars, yeah. but 90's seven million dollars. They definitely went a lot further with our movie this week with 750k than seven million back in whatever '96, like 97, whatever it was.
0: Well, no, I mean, I mean, look at Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs cost $10 million and they were only in one place.
1: No. In
0: 93.
1: No. 92.
0: Yeah. No. So so I mean, I mean, what they did with 750 k is l- absolutely ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's impressive. It's in, it's impressive. It is impressive. But but they gave you a fully functional story that you followed the whole way through and you understood and you and you were satisfied with the ending. You know what I mean? Like it satisfied the major plot points of the motion picture. There were some minor ones that, you know, didn't get resolved, but as far as the major plot points of the motion picture, they it went across the whole way. So I think it was good. For me, I give it a strong strong 7. Prosthetic ear implants.
2: Are the implants if they're just surface? Is that an implant?
1: Can can it be cybernetic ears? Because I love cybernetic. Oh my god, I love cybernetic. If you want to, I
0: mean, it is a time travel movie, so let's call it cybernetic to a certain degree. My My nipples
1: are hard with cybernetic. I mean,
0: can can he hear through that through that
2: hole in his head? I don't know.
1: He can hear slugs mating through that hole in his head with a
2: cybernetic ear implant. Can we not? Can we not do that <laughs> for all our ASMR people? Oh God! Oh, all God. right, <laughs> that's moving. Really <laughs> gross. That
1: was really gross. <laughs> that's
2: I all apologize. with my mouth. Look, look anyone right. anyone out there who was listening and doesn't want to listen to us anymore. You know what? I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't even hate don't you. I by. don't
3: hate you. No hate. And bro. If,
2: but if you have friends of that love it, that whole like
1: slug mating thing. Let them know. Here it is. That's the spice right there. (laughs) The spice.
2: What's the the movie next week? The the spice
0: melange. No, 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 no. We're not Ah. at that point yet. We're not at that point yet. Let's do Top Shelf, baby. Top Shelf. Oh, good. You're trying to move ahead here, Derek, because you're so embarrassed by myself. But you, no, no, no. Embarrassment will continue at least for the next 15 to 20 minutes as we go through our Top Shelf choices. Top shelf, Goody. Like it's like it's like it's like the McLaughlin report. Goody,
1: I, <laughs> I actually have no idea what the McLaughlin report means, but um, it's,
0: it's like a Meet the Press kind of thing. No, actually, that, that
1: wasn't me asking you. To okay, ask <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <standing> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> it's more
0: of a rhetorical <laughs> question.
1: You should stop talking. All, All right. right,
0: I will. Goody, what is your top shelf for this week?
1: Actually, my top shelf this week is a. Uh, it's something I've, I've discovered, but nobody. I mean, I've enjoyed, and it's not brand new in any sense of the word. Um, well, whatever. That's, that's a strange expression. Whatever. The point is, what, what I've just... What that? I don't know. But what I've just discovered is uh, the show Dickinson on Apple TV Plus or Apple Plus or that whatever it's called. good, dude. I've never seen it. It's been there forever. I've always been curious about it. I heard it was kind of like an updated version, kind of funny. They have two seasons right now. Second season came out and I just started watching the first few episodes of it. And I've really... I'm, I'm really liking it. I like it a lot. They, it's, it's about Emily Dickinson, Haley Steinfeld is playing Emily Dickinson. It takes place in the, um, early half, the the first half of the 19th century America, Amherst, Massachusetts. If you know anything about Emily Dickinson, it's where she's from. She lives. That's where she basically lives and dies pretty much. Um, it's funny. It's interesting. It's really good. And, uh, I'm loving it. So yeah, Dickinson on Apple TV plus that's my, uh, top shelf this week. Um, I was thinking
2: about watching that. I hadn't. I hadn't got to it. What
1: it's really think? funny, and the way they incorporate modern day speech because they don't like. Yeah. It's not like Bridgerton, which Bridgerton is another show, good, but all the the speech they use is very much early nineteenth century. Makes sense for the time. What they do in, in the Dickinson series, they don't make the speech look like sound like how it is from back then. It sounds like us today.
3: Yeah, or they I say, was a like-
1: like mom and dad," and they say, "Oh." That sucks or stuff like that. Like, it's like oh, that was awesome. Like they, they, it's really good. It's very good. Yeah, like it's funny. It's funny because I've seen the first episode because I was watching it. Like
0: it's it's a little bit older than what I would want my daughter to see, kind of. Mm-hmm. So like she saw the first episode with me, and I was like, you know what? We can't really watch. After, I can't. We gotta watch a little bit on this. But but that being said, the show is actually very well written, and the whole aspect of the parents. Okay, so it's funny the kids. Like the teenagers, like Dickinson, her sisters, her brother, everybody, their friends, the whole group of teenagers talk like teenagers would talk or early, late teens, early twenties people would talk to yourself. Like, you know, nowadays, but the parents talk like during the time period. So it's just, it's a funny, it's a kind of a strange dichotomy where they are representing, of course, the old, the old aspect of life during that time period. But Dickinson and her people, like her age group and her people around her friends and everybody around there, they're talking like, as if it's like the two thousands, the 2010s. I mean, it's just, it's really kind of a crazy thing you see in between the two generations. It's funny. It's actually quite funny. It's, it's impressive. It, it's a really good show.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Is check it also, out. Your top shelf. Thomas, is it is it yours too?
0: No, but I'm just saying it's a good show. It's definitely oh, a good okay. show. It's a good pick, Goody. You validated Derek,
1: my choice, and I feel better about it. And uh, I will now sing it from the rooftops.
0: You you have you have supreme validation, Goody. Supreme validation.
2: Uh, Derek, what about you? What's your okay. top show for this week? I've got a three for this week. Holy God! Ahead.
0: Damn! Jesus Christ!
2: All right, so move, buddy, first first one off, real quick. We talk all day long about, or I I mention it every time, that that website, Just Watch. You want to know where to go to watch something? If a show is available on a streaming site, go to justwatch.com. It's great. I have found that, that, like everything else, finding anime online, super tough. There's another website that is just for anime. It does the exact same thing. It's called Because Moe, spelled because.moe. I just wanted to share that with the world because I thought it was cool as hell. If you're trying to watch an anime and don't know where to find it, that's where you go. It'll tell you where to watch it. That's the first one I got. Um, Let's see. My real pick this week is a show called Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you guys heard of this show? No, never. It's pretty legit. Uh, It turns out that there are in this show that there are these demonic spirits that become curses. And essentially, they're kind of like demons, right? They just Plague humanity. And uh, it's all been kept a secret from most of the population. It's based in today's era. So they don't know that this is all going on. And there are these jujutsu monk type people who are the ones that can see the demons, that can fight the demons, destroy the demons, all that kind of stuff. Well, it turns out this kid uh, happens to somehow match the worst demon that was ever a demon. And the only way to destroy this demon's remaining body parts, which are floating across the world, um, is for him to eat them. Like like eat almost like pickled fingers, basically, of this old demon. And it's incredibly animated. It's a cool story. I'm 10 episodes into the total of 15 in the first season. Um, it's on HBO Max. It's legit. I thought it was cool as hell. Um, And then my last one is actually a little bit of a shout out here. Um, Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. How do you spell that show
1: you mentioned? Because you gave us the name, which is great. Your pronunciation is (laughs) amazing. I love it. It turns me on. But how do you actually spell it so I can look it up on uh, HBO Max? Because I want to watch it now.
2: Jujutsu Kaisen is J-U-J-U-T-S-U.
1: And then the second word
2: is Kaisen. Um, oh
1: because is, is, is there a jujutsu um bradford?
2: Uh I'm sure probably. No, there isn't cuz jujutsu <laughs> enough.
1: Jujutsu is enough. So jujutsu is okay. good enough. Okay, good. Um pickled body parts by the way are delicious. Uh I, I, I I'm not pickled fingers so much as like pickle. You know what? Actually that's a, All right. I'm sorry. Le- okay. Look le- I'll, I'll I'll get you out of
2: that. Um it's 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 a great show, um, and if if you're interested, the first it's just the first ten episodes that are out right now on HBO Max, but they're all dubbed in English, so you don't have to worry about reading subtitles if you're not into that. Um, now, the anime, well, most of Japanese culture, frankly, is pretty slow to change. They don't like to shake the boat, or rock the boat, or whatever it's called, um, and they're slow to to adapt to new things. If you think about stuff like Netflix was really struggling a long time there. Uh, Even Crunchyroll struggled struggled for a long time there. So distribution of anime hasn't really changed much in the last probably 10 uh, years or so there. And it's very slow to adapt to new trends. But there's a new anime out. It is it been really, really good. I'm surprised. Um, totally kid safe. If you've got, uh, especially young, young girls that are probably under the age of like, I don't know, 14, they'd probably love this show. It's called D4DJ. And it's quite literally those characters, the letter D, the letter four, the letter D. Um, it's on YouTube. They're releasing new episodes every week on YouTube, full length, 25 minute episodes. And it's a good, catchy uh, show about these girls who are in school and they're interested in becoming uh, kind of like a pop idol, but also a DJ. So it's more focused around them. One of them likes to mix music, the other one likes to do the video animations, the other one likes to dance, and the other one likes to compose. And they're all, you know, just getting together, discovering their talents and competing against other DJ groups. It's a really cool show, and I thought that it was awesome. They're releasing a high-end, well-produced anime on YouTube for anyone to watch. Check it out. It's called D4DJ. I love it. Let me ask you, is it like one of
1: those like, oh, they're DJing, and now a demon comes to sip, to like destroy the world? Or it's <laughs> literally just staying in that DJ? Because, you know, sometimes they do the whole like, oh, it's regular kind of the real world, and then like, oh, demon, swords, and like, or it's the real world, but we've like, like, uh, was it the, the soccer show? Was it captain Subasha, captain Subasa? <laughs> yeah. One of those. Um, is it more like, is it still going to be like, it's more about them trying to make it in this music industry? Is that what it is? And it doesn't have like, the random
2: fantastical elements to it. There's not, there's not any fantastical magic or anything like that in the show. The, the girls happen to go to a school or an academy or high school or whatever. That happens to invest heavily in extracurriculars. And so the school offers um, like music DJing rooms to practice and stages for them to perform, you know, as an extracurricular activity. And so as they, you know, decide that, oh, well, we want to get a composer and they bring that in, oh, we want to start dancing, we bring in somebody who can do that. And they gather all of these girls to um, essentially. Uh, you know, hone their talents. And it's just kind of a, it's kind of a heart heartwarming type of show where they discover that, oh, I have enough talent, I am good enough, and I can compete with these other well-established girl groups out there. And, you know, hopefully they pit them against, you know, some boy bands out there at some point to further showcase that, you know, they're, they're discovering their abilities and they're, you know, pretty good at it, and it it always tends to climax with them going to some sort of music festival and having to one-up some other really good DJ group, and so them finding a way to evolve their music and, you know, further their talent usually puts them on top.
1: All right, cool. That's awesome.
2: Like that. That's
0: yeah. a good idea. I, I just saw the Juju Kai, Jujutsun, Jujutsu Kaisen on uh, HBO Max, and I put it on my list on HBO Max. So that works, dude. That works for me, man. I might I'm gonna check that out. Um. So as far as my is, is that is that those are your because I mean you had a lot.
2: Those are my three. Yes, the website oh. for finding anime, Jujutsu Kaisen, and D4DJ.
0: So just because because is that what you said?
2: Uh, because dot That's it. There's no com.
0: Oh no, com. Oh okay. All right, I'll check that out too. So okay, so for my top shelf. I'm going to select the uh, uh, HBO – actually, it's a Cinemax series, but it's on HBO Max right now. Uh, they have the, – they released the last two seasons of it from Cinemax. It's on HBO Max. It's called Warrior, okay? So th- it's a martial arts series that is based on a, on the original treatment that Bruce Lee did for Kung Fu, Okay? So it's based on the writings of quote unquote the writings of Bruce Lee and his original treatment for kung Fu. the character of the of the show the main character is a character by the name of Assam okay that's his name Assam and it takes place in the like I think you can see the 1880s 1890s um, during the time period where it was after the during the the probably near the end of you know the whole railroad thing but it's in San Francisco. And I guess you could say, it was, I guess I guess it was a time at that point where it was like, a, I guess you, they would call it, the, I guess, the yellow scare, I guess, I don't know, where people were worried about, you know, uh, Chinese immigrants taking over jobs and people going with Chinese immigrants instead of going with local or, or Irish people or whatever. But there was, there's a big, is there there's a large racial undertone with the aspect of, Chinese Chinese immigrants during that time period, where Chinatown is basically lawless, they can't really go into Chinatown to a certain degree, and it's run by the Tongs. And it's a really good show because one, there's a lot of action. It's it's pretty it's pretty gory. The show, the the uh, the the martial arts is incredible. But the cool thing that I've always loved about the show because I've seen the first season, I'm watching the second season currently, is that. Just about, of course, they did a lot of aspects of hiring like American you know and, and even some Asian um, you know actors to play the characters. Of course they didn't there was no whitewashing of any kind. But the funny thing is is that a lot of the ag- actors that are playing the, the Asian actors, the Asian characters, so when the Asian characters are conversing with each other, when they're talking to each other, you know they're talking to each other because they have no accent. So you have people like the main character, Assam, like his character, his voice, when he's talking to people he knows, his character is a little different because when he's talking to people, uh, to other Chinese people, they're talking in like me and you, your accent, regular accent of American That's style really English.
2: really trippy.
0: It's really trippy. But when they're talking, not him particularly, but when other characters are talking to, you know, you know, Anglo-Saxon Americans, you know, they have the strong Chinese accent and they're skipping words and they have the necessary intonations of somebody who English is not their first language.
2: Oh, it's basically, it's showing that when they're talking to each other, they're They're 100% fluent, but if they're, they're broken English, broken communication whenever they're translating into a, a, a language they're not native in.
0: Exactly. So, but it's funny with the character, with the character Assam though, the character Assam, his grandfather was American. So he speaks fluent English, fluent American style English. And he's an American citizen, but he grew up in China and his sister, who's also in the show, she grew up in China, and she speaks fluent English. So she she's all and, – and there's a whole thing with her. You have to watch it. It's a great show. It's a fantastic show. We're going to find we, it again? We're going to find it's on, it. They have both seasons now on HBO Max. The second season just came out about a month or two ago. Like It ended about a month or two ago, and it's now on HBO Max. It's a Cinemax show. Um, I'm hoping they continue with it because it's just – so good. It is so good. What's it called again? Uh Warrior.
1: Warrior. Okay.
0: Warrior. Watch it. It's on my list. It's 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 on HBO Max. I have it on my list. I'm watching the episodes now. It's a fantastic show, but it's so great because so there's an actor um I forgot his name, but there's an actor on the show and he was he's been on other shows, he's been on other things. The guy who played Homelander, he was on a show on a uh, on on uh, Cinemax. Where he played like like a criminal who took over as a sheriff for a town, and there's a there's a friend of his who's kind of like a, a a gay crossdresser who's a Chinese guy, and that that actor actually was the voice of Splinter on the new Nickelodeon, TMNT that came out about five six years ago. Anyways, he has a very deep voice, and he has no accent, but he plays like this like exploitative weapons like arms dealer. In Chinatown, <laughs> so when they're talking to each other, he's like, "What's up?" Like he's like, "You're an idiot." And when he talks to other people, he's got he's got a very thick accent, and it's just it's incredible. The other people on the show, there's actually Joe Taslim, who's a Thai martial arts actor who's made a lot of really good movies that are on Netflix right now. If you're into Thai action movies, he's got a, quite a few of them on Netflix. He's on the show. And then also, if you remember, if anybody who's old enough, you remember 21 Jump Street, there was a there was an Asian guy who was also. Not the a one with Channing Tating,
2: right? No, yep. The original
0: from the 80s? Yeah! Oh yes! 80s. yes! So, he, so he's on the show too as the leader of a Mongol Tong, And he's got tattoos all over his face and his body, and he is He is ruthless on this show. Absolutely ruthless. But it's just so funny that when they're all together as far as the Asian people, the tongs, he's talking. He's like, what is with this guy? What is wrong with you? Like he's just – he's talking. You're like, holy shit. And then when he's talking with someone outside, like an Irish person, he's just like – he just has the accent. It's 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 fantastic. You guys need to watch the show. It's really good. You will enjoy the fuck out of this show. And the martial arts is incredible.
1: Incredible.
0: That's my top shelf.
1: Beat uh, that shit. Well, I can't, but real quick, <laughs> real quick before we, we wrap this up, last thing, and I want to bring this up, but I forgot to bring it up. Considering the show is about time travel. Really quick, go. If you could go back in time to whatever time period you wanted, which one would that be? And give me a quick reason as to why you go back. I'll start it off as to why you okay. would go back. Go, 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 I'll start go. It off. I'll stop. If I go back in time, honestly, I'm a medievalist. I love middle, middle Ages and all that. That's cute. No, not go back to that time because that place is disgusting and full of savages. Uh, the Middle Ages in Europe. If I would go back in time, honestly, I would not go. And this is me being very selfish. I would go back in time to. Uh, Victorian England, late 19th century England. Why? Here's why. Because it's, it's far enough back where it's like kind of going back in time. So it's exotic, but not so far back where nothing I understand or know will exist. Like it'll be, it's close enough where I won't feel so fish out of water because they'll know about germ theory, but know about back. They'll know about certain things that I would know about that won't seem so crazy. And and they won't think like, oh my god, you're weird. You must be a witch or a wizard. Nobody believed that, at least in the large scheme of things, in nineteenth cent late 19th century England, or so that's why I go back to time. I would go back to Victorian England.
2: What are your thoughts? Can you go anywhere? Like on the planet?
1: Anywhere, anytime yeah. period. Anywhere, bro.
2: anytime you want, bro. Go okay. ahead, dude. I'm, I'm gonna give you my, my main answer because I I don't think you'll accept it. Um and I have a backup answer, but my main answer is I would go back to I assume when I go back I'm going back as my current age, right? Yeah, right now. Okay. Go. I would go back you to You jumped 70s. on
1: the steampunk, <laughs> crackpot, <laughs> airboat, time machine.
2: I would go back to like the 1970s. Because um my parents uh, are a product of that era. Right. And, and uh, I caught so much like just pop culture from the seventies and the eighties, but I didn't really understand it. I just grew up with things like, you know, hippie music and hair metal and arena rock. Like I know these things, I enjoy these things, but I didn't catch all the context. And so that's probably as far back as I would go because Otherwise, I would just go way into the future, right? Um, If that's not a good enough answer, I would probably go back to, like, I don't know, the 1900s to some Polynesian island where I could just sip coconuts all day long, because that's probably all I'd want (laughs) to (laughs) do.
0: I mean, I think for me, I would probably, I don't know why, but I think I have a real strong, like, aspect of I want to go back in time during, like, the... For some reason, I'm a I have a big affiliation for the like the like the swing era, like the 30s and 40s. You know, I just I just love that aspect of that era, and you know, just go back there and just do as much as I can and just have as much fun as I could back then during that time period. So I don't know. It's just one of those things. I just I love that that time period.
2: You come with movies on the rocks to go back to prohibition. Is that what you just said? Kind of, kind of, (laughs) but. I just want cravats. I want cravats.
1: I don't want cravats. I love cravats. I I, I can can get them now, but for real, I want more of them right now. I just want to to wear fedoras all day long. I want to be like
0: Indiana Jones. I just want to do that all day long. All day. All right. Well, now we've come to the portion of our episode where we talk about uh, where I mentioned what we're going to talk about in our next episode, which hopefully isn't as much of a clusterfuck as this was one, technically.
2: Yeah, but um, these are all going downhill. Each one's progressively worse. Yeah,
0: everyone so. gets worse. Each worse, one is so. going
1: uphill because we are majestic. Yes.
2: Mm. Majestic. Potato, potato. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, majestic, majestic. Majestic.
0: All right, so um, in the next episode of uh, Movies on the Rocks, if you're still with us at that point. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those of you faint of heart. <laughs> yes, for those of you. Um, we will be discussing the uh, Martin Scorsese classic motion picture known as Taxi Driver. I've never seen the movie. I've always seen clips Oh, I've really? always wanted to watch it. it. I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. I've known all about all the pop culture references in the motion picture. We know who's in the movie. But it's just I've never actually sat down and watched the whole movie from being this one. So I'm I'm actually quite excited to sit and watch this movie. And I believe we have we might have a guest that week. Don't know for sure if it's been uh, uh, totally proved or actually agreed upon by the guests, but hopefully he will come. But either way, we will be speaking about the classic of motion picture filmmaking directed by Martin Scorsese, known as The Taxi Driver. Or not so just The just Taxi Driver.
2: I, I had no idea you hadn't seen this. I'm tempted to like ship you my Director's Cut Blu-ray I have. Um, but all the same for anyone out there who wants to watch it before the episode because we're going to spoil the hell out of it it's on Netflix check it out
0: yeah that's it it's on Netflix I wanted to be sure it's on Netflix so you can watch it on Netflix and and just sit there and and just try and enjoy it like is it you know for all those purposes the motion picture is heavy it's a heavy it's a heavy flick Uh, you know I've never seen all of it but I have seen the, the, the bits and pieces of the end and it is a heavy flick so just Watch it with us, enjoy it, and uh, and we'll come talk back about
2: and
0: have a drink time. with us. Then. What was I? I'm
2: sorry, Th- then you can come back and have a drink with us.
0: Yeah, then you can come back and enjoy it, enjoy, enjoy the time with us. And let's just talk about the motion picture. I mean, as far as anything for the movie, um, I, I honestly did not have really any any quotes for this movie, really. You know, that when I was watching the movie, I was like, I don't know if there's anything that was actually memorable as far as the quotes were concerned, but. I mean, I mean, the movie, all in all, was just a good motion picture. Oh, wait, actually, there was one that I was actually impressed with. It was a quote by actually by Arno. He said, "Stormtroopers don't know anything about lasers or time travel. They're blue-collar workers."
2: There you go. There you go. And
0: that's how we end this show, which is a perfect representation of the clusterfuck that's happened today. Come back for more next week. <laughs>
1: There you go. Way to sell it! Way to sell it! <laughs>
0: That's what we do here. We 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 get you going. We let you bite, take a bite of the apple, and then we take it away.
2: Yeah, we'll let you down at the end. We'll catch you guys later.
0: All right, bye. Everybody, peace out. Bye.